Okay, all right. I think I sound good. Say something real quick. Saying something real quick. Oh, God. Uh, you're good. Okay, good, bro. good. All right, sounds good. Cool. <sighs> all right, what is going on, guys? We are back with another edition of the Notorious Sales Podcast, man, and this is episode 90 of the Notorious Sales Podcast. There will not be episode 72, 
of Unscripted this week. Episode 72 of Unscripted will be next week. Um, we will not be on tomorrow night because every year we're going to make this a thing where we do the 2021, or whatever the year is, year-end awards. And that is what we are here doing today. With yep. that, uh, yeah, that is what we're doing here, uh, here doing, man. Also, like... Um, like I was just saying, if you guys do not know how this show works, every Monday we're on here with Notorious Unscripted, except for this week, and every Friday we are on here with the news. However, this Friday we will not be on with the news, that is New Year's Eve, we will be on Thursday, uh, the um, December 30th, with the New Year's Eve episode of the news, man. So, with that being said... Um, if you guys did miss this past edition's episode of the news, man, we talked about WWE possibly going back to the Thunderdome and Vince McMahon being adamantly against putting no-cut clauses in new WWE contracts. You can now find that everywhere, including Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, and if you want to see it here, um, if you want to see it first, you come right here on YouTube, man. So with that being said, if this is the first time you guys are watching the show and you guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Hills Podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the hosts of this very show. And as for my other half, we got my man Sir, or as for the other half, we say we got my man Sergey here. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, bruh. I'm good, man. I'm good. Just uh, went to work, came home, ate, and I'm here, bruh. Just, oh, I'm here, bruh. But, um, other than that, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. But uh, what about you, bro? How are you? Yeah, been? bro. Yeah, man. I'm doing good. I'm doing good, bro. Um, yeah, just enjoying enjoying vacation so far. Uh, had a nice. Christmas. Hope you guys had a great one as well. And yeah, yeah man. Yeah. So before we get into the awards, um, I just want to uh, say really quick. Uh, I just want to give a. Uh, uh, remembrance i guess or a um uh what is it like a uh tribute tribute there you go obviously you guys see i'm wearing the shirt to the late great mr brody lee who passed away one year ago uh brody we have not forgotten about you we have nope. not forgotten about you uh he was Last year, we had our Slammy Awards. They weren't even called year-end awards. He just took WWE's Damn. thing. He, I believe he won my AEW Career Resurgence of the Year. So, Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, man. What a, yeah. Great, what a great return uh, last year. What a, great, what a great year for Brody Lee. He did amazing things. He was an amazing person, and we miss him very Truly. much. And he would have been amazing uh an amazing piece to the storyline arc of the hangman finding his way to oh, Kenny yeah. omega he would have been amazing for that and uh yeah we miss you very much mr brody and yeah rest in peace and yeah bro truly one of the fucking one of the greatest man one of the greatest truly man truly it, it's weird to think that was already a year ago it was how time flies man mm, haven't forgotten me forgotten about him in a single second yeah uh i have this i if you guys watch the older episodes of the podcast you see i have this brody flag right above my head i know you could see it when i when my desk was over there um mm -hmm. but yeah man uh great great performer 
uh, everybody that worked around him could testify that he was a great person, man. So, with that being said, yeah, we have not forgotten about Brody Lee. Uh, he still, uh, he still um, goes through as, as as one of the one of the greats, one of the AEW greats for sure, man. So truly, bro. Yeah. Truly. Um, also, with that being said, before we get into the awards, before we get into the awards, I just figured we'd talk about uh, Rampage really quick. It's only really two matches to talk about, so uh, Hook versus Bear mm-hmm. Bronson. Hook versus Bear Bronson. Hook continues to show why he is potentially the breakout star of the year. Um, uh, will he win that award? Well, you'll just have to find out in a little bit i believe that's the fifth award we'll go over so you can find out then but hook continues to show why he is definitely a strong nominee for breakout star of the year man so well definitely yeah man with that being said uh hook no sold a a uh a spike pile driver and put on a great match with uh somebody who Obviously, he's a lot bigger than him, so great contrast of styles there, man. But what did you think about that match? Thought it was pretty good, man. Thought it was pretty good. I did not know Rampage started at 8 and not 9, so I missed half of the match. So that was great, but um, caught the end of it, man. It was really good, bro. I like to see it. I like him. For sure. Yeah, Hook is amazing, bro. Hook is amazing. Like I said, continues to show why he is a great great nominee for uh breakout star of the year so and then the last match cody cody rhodes versus sammy guevara pretty good match obviously these two always have good matches but in the end cody rhodes hit three crossroads and put sammy guevara in the double underhook did he do the pedigree no, he did a <laughs> no. double underhook spike pile driver, but you know it's coming. Whenever he oh, gets yeah. to Hangman, you know he is going to you win the it. AEW World Championship with the pedigree. pedigree. So, Hell yeah, man. Cody Rhodes wins the TNT Championship, and like an asshole, he has his family come out to oh. the ring. His nightmare family, and they're hugging him. And parading around him like he is some fucking hero. I mean, it was beautiful. It was beautiful, man. It, he, he is. He is. He he's uh he's up there with the likes of Jesus Christ. So quite literally, man. Cody, man, I tell you, bro. What what a man. What a man that Truly. Mr. Rhodes is. Wow. Uh, look, man. We've been saying this. Everybody's starting to say this now. We've been saying this for ever since. Fuck, man. We've been saying what? this shit ever since. It's been a minute. It's been a very long time. Cody Rhodes, I don't know when it is exactly, but Cody Rhodes <sighs> is the most intriguing character on AEW television because remember oh, what I said when Hangman won the championship? I said, one long storm tur- uh, story completed, on to the next. And the next is the storyline arc of the Cody Rhodes heel turn. Uh, and then, man, obviously... Man. Also, you have the other storyline arc of Hangman now getting back with the Elite. Exactly. That will come in a couple years. But the next one, the next up, is the great storyline arc that is going to be Cody Rhodes 
turning heel, and it is going to be fantastic. Um, this guy's already exactly. one of the most intriguing characters just because he's an asshole. He has oh, everybody yeah. coming out there like he's fucking... Uh, like he's some god that just uh, defeated Thanos at the end of Avengers, and, and all the other Avengers crowd around him, and they hold him up. That's what that that's what Cody thinks he is. He he believes that he just oh, yeah. Thanos and he needs the uh he needs the Truly. Uh, the, the hero's welcome. Wink wink. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man. <laughs> so great, great shit here. Uh I'll let you tell the people who you think he should drop it to. Sir K gave me a very good uh Sir K brought up a very good name. I think somebody who should be the one to beat him for it makes all the sense in the world but yeah man what are your thoughts it was a great win man i loved the booze those booze were so amazing to hear while he was celebrating loved the whole moment um and no other person beat him then alistair blair sorry my fucking bad malachi black i've been up almost i've been up 11 uh, 11 hours so far bro i'm I'm gonna be fucked I had to get up at seven. Damn. God damn it. God bless you, bro. <laughs> so if I started talking weird, bro, there's a reason. But um, last year. Um, yep. Oh mm-hmm. no. Uh, sorry. I I, hey. I remembered that wasn't last year. That was your Daniel Bryan return video where he said, uh, "The little man." Oh no, it was our very first podcast, and you were talking about your favorite wrestlers. <laughs> You were like Daniel uh, Bryan, fuck. man. I love that story. Just the little man, just getting it all. <laughs> Great shit. You know, man. You may have another moment like that this episode, man. But definitely the person to beat Cody, I would say, is Malachi Black. Or yes. if you can't go with Malachi Black, I would go with Andrade, man. Either one of those two fits, man. Yeah. But I think Malachi Black fits just a little more, especially if he is. Getting the house of black, which T is so. Yeah, definitely. For sure, man. Uh, yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. I cannot wait to see these trios championships. I, I I admit, I did not want them at first, but as the depth gets more depth to it, um, I would I would I love to them. see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can add someone to the house of black. Uh, don't really matter who it is, but you could add somebody to the house of black. You can you got the undisputed era, um, if they uh, exactly. decide to do that correctly. Uh, well, whether or not you're still gonna have a trio, whether it's Cole and the Bucks or the undisputed, you uh, the Hung Bucks. Whenever Hangman loses the belt, you guys know the whole nine yards death triangle. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 you guys know. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was Rampage. Um, Real quick, obviously we won't be on tomorrow, so I figured we could uh, talk to you guys for a little bit about that. All right, let's mm-hmm. get right into it, man. We're starting off hot. Um, let's get it, bruh. So, with the first off, you guys are going to see the nominees pop up on your screen right now. Voila. Oh, hold on. The stream just got update. It's not <laughs> live good. for us. Okay. There we go. So the stream's taking our live. Your nominees for Male Superstar of the Year, Kenny Omega. Obviously, extremely great year. Exploding Mm -hmm. barbed wire deathmatch. 
Orange versus Pac versus Omega, fantastic. Um, Truly. Uh, Cage versus Omega. Uh, both matches were very good, although All Out wasn't what we wanted. Great matches nonetheless. You got the match with Daniel Bryan. You have the match with Adam Page. You have a bunch of matches over the year uh, with exactly. Mr. Kenny Omega. Longest reigning AEW Those great world. moments. Yeah, longest reigning AEW world champion uh, for a great reason as well. So, um, mm -hmm. next, Bobby Lashley. Uh, Bobby Lashley had a great year. He finally climbed the 16-year uh, mountain that is becoming Dang. WWE champion. And he finally did it. Uh, he had his own faction for the first half of the year. He had a great year overall. And Bobby Lashley puts himself in as the second slot uh, for male superstar of the year. Next up, Roman Reigns. Does anything need to be said for Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns has been universal champion all year. Uh, his matches with Kevin Owens were uh, fantastic. His matches with Daniel Bryan oh, yeah. were some of the best. Uh, amazing WrestleMania main event. Uh, God, uh, a bunch of boring feuds in there, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> trying to come up with the good, the, bro. The, the earlier half of the year was very good for Roman Reigns, and nonetheless, he did have a very good year. Next up, uh, I guess you can say, you can either say Daniel Bryan and Bryan Danielson because both of them had a great year. Um, exactly. Daniel Bryan um, had a potential match of the year at Fastlane. Daniel Bryan had the WrestleMania main event. Daniel Bryan was the fan favorite to win the Royal Rumble. Very hot going into that. He had mm -hmm. another great match on SmackDown with Roman Reigns. Daniel Bryan's WWE career ended there. And now... What we see now is the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, who came into AEW at All Out. He had uh, his very first match, I believe, was Kenny Omega and a 30-minute fucking dynamite classic uh, that we all remember, uh, the AEW Grand Slam. Was that? No, it opened the show. Uh, the mm -hmm. opener to that show. Um, Gr uh, Minoru Suzuki... Um, Miro, uh, pretty much that whole tournament, he did a great things. Uh, you have the Hangman match, which is another candidate for match of the year. And like I said, obviously in the earlier half of the year, also another match of the year candidate with Roman Reigns at Fastlane. And mm -hmm. for sure, bro, Brian Danielson had a career resurgence in AEW. Amazing year. Amazing year. Next up. Adam Hangman Page, man. Adam Hangman Page, the current AEW World Heavyweight Champion, had a fantastic year. Started off a little rocky with his feud with none other than <clears throat> Matt Hardy. Uh, past that, we have uh, what was a, an amazing double or nothing opener with Brian Cage. Fantastic match. He uh, brought us on the emotional roller coaster over the summer with his loss to Omega which put him out of the all-out main event. He was away for a little bit, came home, had a great ladder match uh, to return. Uh, and the most important part of it all, man, he finished the, the great storyline arc that was his feud with Kenny Omega. 
Kenny Omega, bro. It was an incredible match. You had the nod of approval from the Young Bucks. Adam Page uh, had a fantastic year. Uh, Truly. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Next up, Darby Allen. Darby Allen. <sighs> Darby Allen, geez. What a great year for Darby Allen. We started off the year with the feud with Team Taz that, although it went on a little long, the culmination of it, the street fight. Cage and Starks versus Darby and Taz. Holy shit. That was... That shit was dope. If there, I'll tell you this right now, man. If there was a cinematic match of the year category, that a thousand percent would have won. That was one of the oh, best yeah. cinematic matches I've ever seen. And it was a true masterpiece. Darby Allen, his creativity is um, amazing. Amazing. Uh, to Truly. say the very least. Uh Double or Nothing. What did he do at Double or Nothing? Wasn't it him and Sting versus... Oh, it was him and Sting. Who did they face? Who the fuck did they face? Very fun match, I remember that being. I can't remember who they faced, though. Let me look it up. Huh. Well, regardless, through the summer, we got the Darby Allen build to... The August 20th edition of Rampage, where he emerged to be CM Punk's first opponent back. And it was a very good mini feud uh, for Punk's first feud. An incredible, incredible match with um, with CM Punk. With CM Punk uh, at All Out. Not to mention earlier in the year, he faced Miro. He faced mm-hmm. Miro in uh, for the TNT Championship. That was a great match where he dropped the championship. Uh, first match with CM Punk back. The feud with MJF was absolutely incredible. Um, building up to their match, he did take the loss at full gear. But nonetheless, it was still fantastic, man. Um, it was still fantastic. And uh, yeah, man, did you ever find out who they faced at Double or Nothing? I just okay. did, and it was the... Um... Oh, what the fuck is that? It was Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. The uh, the oh. best. Um, the fuck was that? What the are they called? The, the men. Yeah, what the fuck it was. Yeah, that's the right. Of the year. That's right. Great promos between them too. He had a great sit down yeah. with Ethan Page. Now that I can remember. Um, yeah. Darby Allen had an incredible, incredible breakout year. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, we already knew he was great. Uh, that's why he's not a nominee for Breakout Star of the Year, but this was his come-up year, emerging as a main eventer. Next up, we Hell have yeah. the Austrian bruiser, the ring Walter. general, Walter. Walter over Brock Lesnar. Don't at me. Oh, Walter 100%. is a fucking attraction. I love Brock. This is coming from somebody who loves Brock. Walter, oh, yeah. Walter did not show up much this year, but I'll tell you what gets him this spot. And it is, anytime he showed up, he got me to watch a 2021 NXT TakeOver. This man put on a match of the year candidate with Ilya Dragunov at TakeOver 36. A, hint, hint, a honorable mention match of the year with Tommaso Ciampa. Anytime this guy was on NXT television, you watched. You watched. You watched. Exactly. You wanted to know what Walter was doing because Walter is fucking incredible my honest opinion he's the second best wrestler in the world i would say absolutely bro walter is incredible and the last slot goes to john moxley man john moxley 
had an incredible year. He started off the year with his feud with Omega. He had the exploding barbed wire death match, which was a fantastic match. Um, minus the ending, obviously we all know how that went. But you cannot take away what happened in the ring that night. It was incredible. It was incredible. And on this show, we are going to make sure that you guys do not forget how incredible that was. Um, exactly. So with that... The next match he had on pay-per-view was a match of the year candidate with the Young Bucks, Mox and Eddie versus the Bucks. It was an incredible, it was the second match on Double or Nothing, and it was, oh God, ugh, man, incredible tag team match, incredible. Truly. So, Mox has two match of the year candidates uh, in the first two pay-per-views of the year. He went through the summer feuding with the best that New Japan has to offer uh, for their retirement home. Uh, but still, it was great. It was great. Um, and yeah, John Moxley John Moxley ended up facing... Um, uh, uh, he faced... Who the, didn't he face Kenta? Yes, he did. He faced Kenta mm-hmm. in the summer. He would then go on to face Satoshi Kojima at All Out. I know. Um, it, was, uh, it was something. But... He ended up going into a feud with Minoru Suzuki, had a little mini feud with Lance Archer right before that. So it was uh, it was a great year for John Moxley. He was about to uh, go into the uh, heel turn, very, uh, hinting at it, going into the arc of his heel turn. But obviously, uh, prayers up for Mox because he ended up having to go to uh, alcohol rehabilitation. So nonetheless, Mox... Was not around for the end of the year, but that does not take away at all from what happened. Exactly. And we're back uh, at the beginning of the year, or the 75 per- three quarters of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the way we're going to do this, I'll give my winner, or Sir K gives his winner, whatever it is. But all of these guys had incredible, incredible years. Um, Truly. Uh, yeah. Obviously, once we go... Th- for the for the male superstar ones, when we go to these images, I'll kind of just give the run through. But when we get to the fun ones, we'll stop and pause and talk about them each. But this is just male superstar of the year. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The male superstar of the year, for me, goes to Adam Hangman Page. I have to give this to Adam Hangman Page. He had an incredible year. Like I said, he brought us on the emotional roller coaster uh that was him losing him being out of all out and it was uh, truly heartbreaking it was very heartbreaking to see uh but nonetheless he climbed the mountain at full gear on my birthday it was truly a great birthday gift uh, uh hangman has Hell been yeah. my favorite for uh in aew um for a, a while now and I'd mm-hmm. love to see him climb the uh, emotional mountain that was uh, being the AEW world champion, man. Something that was three years in the making, and it was beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful to see. Also, before you give your award, I literally just said, don't forget the honorable mention, and I forgot the honorable mention. We got an honorable <laughs> mention, and that is none other than Seth Rollins, somebody who truly came into True. his own. He did not make the list because I honestly, uh, me and Sir K prefer last year's version of Seth better. This yeah, year he yeah. started oh off pretty bad, but he came into his own, and for that, he definitely got an honorable mention spot for sure. Exactly. 
Yeah, who do you got, man? Fucking Melvin Q. But, um, uh, oh, yeah. Am I male superstar leader, man? It's got to go to Adam Hangman Page, bro. That shit. What? Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> bro. But, uh, man, his whole year was overall really good, man. You can say what you want about the Matt Hardy shit at the beginning. At least that's when the gimmick wasn't terrible yet. So he faced a decent I remember it being good, as a matter of fact. I I liked it at first. I thought it was pretty nice at first. And then it's after that loss specifically that it just went downhill, man. And now we have the HFO. So, and we'll touch on that later. But, um, Hangman Page has had a great year, man. Great match after great match. Great loss after great loss. And then finally, the end of the year, man, after coming back in... Side note, he will, he took a break at one point, at a high point in his career, came back and was the same, if not a little more over, when he come back, yeah. when he came back, Several it's hard to do that, man, and he pulled it off, man, and he finally, he, he finally won the big one, man, and it was unbelievable to see, man, only, if only happened in Chicago, man, but Full Gear was amazing, man, it was great poetry, man. And you just love to see it, bro. He had a great year and definitely my favorite of the year. Let's fucking go, bro. Hangman Page, yeah. male superstar of the year, man, for sure. Um, okay, next up. Wham. There you see it. <laughs> female <laughs> superstar. <laughs> female superstar of the year. Female superstar of the year. Here are the eight nominees. You have... Two people that are not jobbers in this wow. nominee, uh, in this nominees, um, Sasha Banks Mark would say otherwise, but Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho oh. are nominees for Male Superstar of the Year. Apparently, they're jobbers, people. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, hint, hint. There are no runner-ups or uh, honorable mentions here. We're going to start we off barely the list. And, list, list. <laughs> yes, and then we're going to explain why Sasha Banks is not on this list. First off, we got the doctor, DMD, Dr. Britt Baker, man. Um, I, I could stop there, and that's all I need to say. Um, Incredible. I mean, from last year, where she was heavily criticized, Britt Baker doesn't have it, Britt Baker can't put on a great match, uh... There are three, four women on this list that Britt Baker has had fucking classics with. So to those people, I say, go fuck yourself. And Mm -hmm. Dr. Britt Baker, bro, had, like I said, not only an incredible year uh, in the ring, but on the mic as well. Obviously, that's her strong point, and um, she obviously excelled at that as well. Dr. Britt Baker, bro, um, started off the year... Not as women's champion, but having barn burners with Thunder Rosa. She then won mm-hmm. the uh, AEW championship in a decent match from Hikaru Shida. Uh, all out, she had one of the um, one of the great women's matches of the year. Uh, we were there to see it. Chris Satlander versus Britt Baker. Incredible. 
incredible match. Mm -hmm. She went on to then face Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Soho, and had an incredible match at Grand Slam as well. She retained the championship. Um, Tay Conti at full gear. Great way to end the year and just uh, another classic match for Britt Baker. Another great pay-per-view match. Um, mm -hmm. Incredible year. Incredible year for Britt Baker. Like I said, I could have said her name and ended it there because we all know uh, how fucking great she is and she proved it this year, man. So, incredible year for Baker. Jade Cargill. Uh, yeah. Jade Cargill. Um, <laughs> I would be... I mean... I would be lying if I didn't say we kind of ran out of people to put on the list because it's been a bad year for women's wrestling and WWE, so we couldn't find anybody from there. But Jade Cargill, look, she has improved a lot. She she doesn't exactly. uh, pose all the time like she used to. Um, oh, God. And, uh, yeah, uh, her being on this list is not me saying that I think she's better than Sasha Banks. I just think she had a better year than Sasha Banks because exactly. we'll get to that in a minute. But, yeah, Jade Cargill made a lot of improvements, uh, continues to be a, a staple in AEW, and somebody who's generally pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. obviously. Another thing that yeah. got her uh, a spot on this list was uh, Mr. Smart Mark Sterling. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Love very, that very, guy. Very good guy. Love that guy. Um, next, Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander made her return this year, and, uh, ever since then has been incredible. She's been incredible. Yes, she has been with those fucking dorks, but Ugh. anytime she's done Chris Statlander shit, she's been amazing. She's been amazing, exactly. and, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, she's just had a really good year. Um, somebody who's definitely not a jobber. She's in a bad no. situation, uh, but she... I don't understand how a jobber has a standout women's match of the year. For sure, bro. For sure. No, so, don't. <laughs> yeah, man. With that, next up we got Bianca Belair for 50% of the year. SummerSlam uh, was her midway point, and that was it. So maybe two yep. and a half quarters of the year, man. She had a great opening to the year. Won the Royal Rumble. Uh, here's where it went down. She had a dog, sh dog I, I repeat, a dog shit feud with Sasha Banks. Something was that ass. was, uh, definitely did not match up to the level of career resurgence that a Ruby Soho had, or, uh, didn't match up to, um, Chris Statlander's year, uh, because apparently mm -hmm. these two women are jobbers. Apparently. apparently. This is new to me. Apparently. But, uh, Chris Statlander... Chris Statlander, like I said, and Ruby Soho, um, apparently are jobbers, and, uh, yeah, but, no, on a serious yeah. note, she had a dog shit feud with Sasha Banks, Statlander's match with Britt Baker alone was better than that dog shit feud with Sasha Banks, and Ruby Soho's, uh, whole second half of the year was better than the feud with Sasha Banks, I'll tell you what was good from that feud, the main event match of night one of WrestleMania, it was incredible. It was incredible, man. Um, it was absolutely incredible. She tore the house down with Sasha Banks and something that was a very, very genuine moment between uh, uh, Bianca Belair and, and Sasha Banks just standing across the ring from each other, having a fantastic year. And um, yes, these two, uh, these two, like I said, tore the house down, had a great year, man. And Bianca Belair... 
definitely earns it for the first half of the year. We're not going to talk about the second half of the year. The SmackDown women's title reign sucked. Becky Lynch was, uh, was buried, or Becky Lynch buried her, I mean. Uh, yeah. Uh, next up, Tay Conti, somebody who had a uh, very, very good breakout year, man. She went from being uh, an NXT jobber to somebody who was in a marquee match, a marquee women's championship match at the last pay-per-view of AEW, man. So genuinely a great, exactly. yes, great year for Tay Conti, man. Uh, showing everybody that she's not just an NXT jobber with the likes of Tino Sabatelli. Next up, Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa had an incredible year. Um, the feud with Baker to start was incredible. Like I said, uh, like we talked about with Britt, these two absolutely tore the house down. Um, continued to have great matches overall. Uh, her match, her matches, um, all of them in the TNT tournament have been pretty good if i do say so myself uh the she has the best match i believe i think it's been the best match so far uh rosa versus jamie hater uh incredible incredible um yeah man so thunder rosa uh obviously she's definitely going to be facing ruby soho on january 5th and i think it will be a a great great match man so mm -hmm. yeah bro um not only do we have that for next year, but to end off the year, we, st we still do have one last match with Cargill. But nonetheless, nonetheless, bro, um, yeah, Thunder Rosa had an incredible year. And next year, I think she will have an even better one. Uh, next up, Ruby Soho, one of the best, the second best woman on AEW's roster. Somebody that I would oh not put in the category of job. <laughs> Not um, in the slightest. Ruby Soho had a very, very bad first half of the year. Uh, but it's not her fault. It is uh, the company that she's employed with doesn't like people that look like her. But as we know in wrestling, it really doesn't matter what you look like. Uh, that logic just comes from very shitty people. Um, Ruby mm -hmm. Soho is amazing. She completely reinvented herself. Uh, Rancid gave her the Ruby Soho moniker and the song. She came out at All Out, and I'm extremely proud to say that me and Sir K were there to see it. Now, Ruby Soho won her first match in AEW, the Battle Royal. Great, great match. Um, Ruby Soho won that. Went on to have a great match with Baker. Ended up losing it, but still nonetheless a fantastic match. Uh, may I say a career resurgence. For Ruby yep. Soho, um, amazing. She's incredible. She's incredible. You guys know we're huge Soho marks over here, man. That's our girl. So she is. She's Truly. amazing. She's amazing, bro. And she's had pretty good matches um, in the TBS tournament as well with Chris Statlander. Um, and then there was a one with Penelope uh, <clears throat> Ford and Nyla Rose in there. But Ruby Soho, anytime she gets in the ring with people that know how to wrestle, it is incredible. Uh, next up, Raquel Gonzalez, the last one. Raquel Gonzalez had a great year. Uh, NXT Women's Champion, she defeat Io Shirai. And she had a great year up until Vince McMahon had to get his grubby hands all over NXT. Her stock kind of nope. went down, but we still all recognize that Raquel Gonzalez is incredible. And yeah, man, she had a great, great year for sure, man. So, and we're back. With that being said... 
No honorable mentions for this one because, look, man, Sasha Banks is one of the best women's wrestlers. We know that. We know that. She had a shit year. She feuded with Carmella for the first half of the year. She had a terrible feud with Bianca Belair. She was uh, non-existent all summer, came back for a week to challenge Bianca, didn't show up at SummerSlam, and now I don't even know what she's doing. So if you call that a good year, motherfucker, you have the lowest standards of any human that I that I know, that quite frankly. You're probably a fan of the Bell Twins with that logic, man. Who knows? They probably think Alexa Piss is one of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time. That's probably what that's probably what they think. They might have a diva championship in their collection. They might, because you gotta be that stupid to have one of those, man. But Sasha did not have a good year in the slightest. No. One of the great women's wrestlers. I'm not denying that part. What I'm saying is she had a dog shit year and she is completely uninteresting. Um That is why Sasha Banks is right here and Bailey is right here. But above all else, as we go into it, the female superstar of the year for myself goes to none other than Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. This is not even a question here for me. Um, Incredible year. Tip my hat to the doctor, and I hope she has a better year next year, man, even though this one was incredible, man. Who you got? Gotta, who else, bro? What a, who am I gonna say? Bianca, the fuck out of here, bro. Yeah. Um, Gee. my woman of the year. <laughs> Dana Brooke. Um, oh yeah, that's who's my. That's mine. Then she should be our honorable mention, man. But my uh, woman of the year is obviously, obviously Burt Baker. Who else, bro? Who is the most interesting person in the women's divisions? All of them, all year. Charlotte Who's the only sucks. one? Becky sucks. Charlotte. Bailey's gone. Mm-hmm. We miss you. Yep. Sasha sucks. Fucking. L- Bailey's the only one that can challenge her. Literally yes. the only one that can challenge her at the moment. And she's sadly not here right now. So, who else than Burt Baker, man? Had a great yeah. year. Gonna have a great next year, man. And can't wait to see how it goes. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Um,. Yeah, no honorable mentions. Very bad year for women's wrestling. WWE, get your fucking shit together. You have exactly. great women on that roster, and you do nothing. Next up, right. here we go. And we're gone. Tag team of the year. Tag team of the year, man. We got the first nominee. We got none other than Santana and Ortiz from Proud and Powerful, man. We got Proud and Powerful on the list. These guys, look, man, these guys had uh, had a, these guys had a bad year. They did. I'm not going to lie. Every time they were standing Mm -hmm. next to Chris Jericho and the rest of them. Exactly. Every time these guys, every time these guys got to break out and do something by themselves, that is what earned them a shot. When Santana mm-hmm. was talking like a fucking thug about how his, how he grew up in a single mom household, and when he talks about street shit, same thing with Ortiz. Bar none, these guys are 
some of the best promos oh, yeah. on AEW's roster. These guys are incredible. Incredible. I love me some Proud and Powerful. I love me, or as me and Sir K still call them, we love LA. us some LAX. So <laughs> Still. These, these guys, absolutely, dude. These guys are incredible. Uh, Santana and Ortiz, I, I think they had a good year when they were by themselves. That is what earned them a spot on this list. And I do think they will have a very good 2021. Personally, these guys take the championships from the Lucha Bros at either Revolution or Double or Nothing. That's just me personally. 100%. They have the backstory with them, and it would it would just be great. It would just be great. Um, break You break the inner circle up. Uh, if you don't want to put the Lucha Bros with Andrade, what about LAX, bro? Uh, Andrade is like a mob boss. It would be cool exactly. to have two street street dudes with them. So it would be pretty be cool, dope. man. It would be pretty, pretty fucking dope. So anytime these Hell guys yeah. stepped away on their own, they uh, it was great. showed you why they have earned a nominee for Tag Team of the Year. Next up, The Hurt Business. I'm going to take three business. seconds real quick to remember how fantastic The Hurt Business was. Uh, and they are dead. Uh, well, they're kind of <laughs> alive, but they're on life support. Um, uh, we don't know how we, they're alive because they don't uh, acknowledge each other. No, not 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 in the slightest. But earlier half of the year, one of the best. Yeah, this was pre RK Bro and No Wyatt. This was the best part Damn. of Monday Night Raw. These guys were incredible. <laughs> These guys were incredible. Uh, a, a group of of, uh, of uh, WWE's Black Kings. As you can say, man, these guys were uh, incredible. Hell Obviously, yeah. that was that was kind of that was kind of the thing. Um, that was kind of the thing. Black Kings, truly, truly. Bobby truly. Lashley, incredible, incredible fucking year. And then you had the team of Cedric and Shelton Benjamin. So, and then all led by MVP was incredible, man. These guys are like I just said, kings, man. These guys were kings. And then they were killed. So they had an incredible exactly. first half of the year. And that that was the point of the group. Uh, and that is exactly what they did. They were they were kings, man. They were kings. And they ran Monday Night Raw like a bunch of fucking badasses. Uh, exactly. It was amazing. It was incredible. If they weren't delegated to Raw, they easily would have been anything of the year winning instantly, bro. Absolutely. 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 For sure. Next up. Do I need to say anything for this team, man. RK Bro. Oh, God. RK Bro, just off their backstage segments alone, have gotten uh, Moment of the Year nominees. Um, <laughs> Matt Riddle, <laughs> with man. the when he was by himself, this dude was ass. As soon as he added Randy Orton's serious fucking no joke ass into the into the mix, oh my amazing. god, incredible, bro, incredible. They These guys so did, well together. They do, they do. Incredible tag team, great matches with uh, AJ Styles and Omas. Um, yes, absolutely a tag team for nominee of the year. Everybody are um, absolutely a nominee for tag team of the year. <laughs> Um, <laughs> fuck, but yes, incredible, incredible matches. Um, 
well, not incredible. Oh, they had okay matches with them. Um, but I really think what, what got these guys the spot is just their on-screen chemistry. Everybody loves them. Uh, and they and their tag team moveset, they, they work very, very well together. So they for they sure really do. get a spot on uh, tag team of the year, man. So next, this is another one I don't need to say anything for. Matt and Nick, the Young Bucks. The fucking Young Bucks, bro. They started off the year with uh, a good, I wouldn't say great, a good tag team match at Revolution against uh, Max and Jericho. It was good. It was good. And then the Bucks absolutely went double or nothing and had a fucking great half, next half of... I mean, like I said, not that their match with Jericho and Max was, was bad. It was okay. It was good. It was a good match. Yeah. It was a good match. However, however, these guys, these guys, man, double or nothing, <laughs> double or nothing, they faced John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. And I talked about this when we went over Mox. Mm-hmm. Just... Uh, I mean, oh, God, one of the best, usually the second match on the show is not good. At least that's what we're used to with WWE. Not in this match. The second match on the show was one of the best matches on the show, obviously because the crowd is tired after uh, the barn burner that usually is a show opener. The Young Bucks went on to put... um, Put on a great tag team match against Mox and Eddie. One of my favorite matches of the year. Match of the year candidate. We got another match of the year candidate at All Out. Because uh, also during the summer they dramatically switched their look up. Actually I double. Yeah. Actually no. Earlier in the year they switched their look up into the Young Bucks. Uh, the heel Young Bucks that we love. Um, Hell yeah. And they play great heels. They play great heels. I love the the swagger. Of the Young Bucks, they evolved in such a great way. Um, they evolved in in such a great way, man. And uh, anyway, another match of the year candidate with the Lucha Bros at All Out. We were there to see it, and my God, was that a fucking experience, man? Was that a fucking experience, bro? The Bucks Truly, bro. and the Lucha Bros oh, put on an amazing, an amazing match of the year candidate in the Steel Cage. And to end the year off, they had another. Another fantastic match with the Super Click taking on Jurassic Express and Christian Cage, man. So, incredible yeah. year, incredible, incredible year from from Matt and Nick Jackson. Next up, we got the Lucha Bros, man. The Lucha Bros, they actually started off the year as singles. They started off they the year as singles. <laughs> and Ray Phoenix, I remember, had one of the best years uh as a singles competitor let alone a tag team and my god it was incredible man it was absolutely absolutely incredible um they ended up having uh the match at all out like i just said with the bucks incredible match uh, the later half of the year was a little awkward with the, with the FTR match but still nonetheless yeah. they uh, 100% earned themselves uh, tag team of the year spot. Next up, Jurassic Express. Like I just said, 
had a great match with the Young Bucks at Full Gear. Um, Young Bucks and Cage at Full Gear. And these guys, man, um, whether you take Jungle Boy alone or both of them, had just an incredible year. They really, really, uh, from being on failed run of the year last year, had mm -hmm. an incredible year this year. And like I said, man, um, continued to show why they are both individually or a tag team a great a great uh piece to aew's future next up max caster platinum max and anthony bowens of the acclaimed who doesn't love the acclaimed who doesn't Literally. love the acclaimed bro i mean seriously who man. dislikes them that's who i want to know for real i i think i have a good idea of one person that might um <laughs> little aew hate going on there but I think that I know one person good. that might, but, um, <laughs> listen, the acclaimed are incredible. The acclaimed is everything everybody wanted hit row to be. And they were an uncensored hit row. They are incredible. Max, you never know what the hell is going to come out of Max Caster's mouth. He is just incredible. He's incredible. These guys continue to show why they're a great up and coming tag team and their mic skills their mic skills, bro. I mean, who who doesn't love Platinum Max, like I just said? And next up, again, here we are with uh, hey. Damn. somebody who uh, kind of ran out of people to put on the list. Uh, so here we are with FTR. FTR did not have a good year. Um, they did not. They had a terrible had, fucking year. They had a great feud with LAX, Santana, and Ortiz. Uh, yep. But other than that, man, anything. They were just treated as afterthoughts, and it wasn't good. Great matches, I think, earned them this spot. They had good matches, but this is FTR. We know they're going to have great matches, but look, man, not really the year that they are, uh, that they, I think that we all expected them to have. Uh, no trilogy exactly. of matches with the Bucks. It was literally just that. One match. So... Just one match, and that was it, man. So, with that being said, FTR is the last team that got a nominee spot for this. Uh, no honorable mentions for this one. I, I honestly can't even think of any. Maybe Hit Row. Maybe. Maybe. Um. So, yeah. No, no, no true honorable mentions. No people that truly, like, own, just made the, just didn't make exactly. the list. Um. The only one I can really think of, but they're not even really a concrete one, like I said, is maybe Hit Bro. You can yeah. throw them in there. But my tag team of the year goes to Matt um, and Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks, man. These guys, dude, every time they are on pay-per-view, they give you unbelievable. a fucking classic. I don't Literally. know how people hate on the Bucks. I genuinely have no idea how the people hate on the Bucks. But look, bro. I mean, bro. Mox and Eddie versus mm -hmm. the Bucks. Classic. Classic. Lucha Bros. Classic. Christian mm -hmm. Cage and Jurassic Express. Classic. Every single time these guys are in the ring, they give you a classic. They give you a fucking barn burner. 
These guys know how yeah. to tell a story in a ring. These guys know... These guys, they're so incredible, man. I genuinely don't know how people hate on the Bucks because it is so evident. This is the best tag team on the planet. I'd vouch to say, I know the old timers are going to hate me, maybe even some new timers, but this is the best tag team we've ever seen. Oh, 100%. This is Easy. the best tag team we have ever fucking came across, ever. They don't miss. They what do. was a bad era of the Young Bucks? I don't know. You can tell me. I, I don't mean, remember a bad era. You can maybe say the maybe. early AEW, but can you really say they were bad for putting people over? Nah. That's all they were doing then. No. Nah. It's I wouldn't literally. Say so. God These guys no. are baby faces. They're incredible. These guys are heels. Mm -hmm. They're incredible. But incredible. the one, two thing, the, the, the two things that, or the one thing that those two have in common, no matter what they play, you're getting a barn burner on pay-per-view. You're getting mm -hmm. excellent promos. You're getting storyline ending masterpieces with Mick Jackson nodding at Hangman, being in his corner like they always wanted. The Bucks, like Sir K just said, they don't fucking miss, man. But who do you got? Man? They really do not, man. They really do not. Who do you got for yours? My tag team of the year, man. It's the same, man. It's the same. Yes, it's the Young Bucks, bro. It's most definitely the Young Bucks. I mean, nobody's better, bro. Nobody's better. Last year, I think I said FTR, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. I think I said FTR. Man, if that turned around, man, because no one's better than the Young Bucks. I mean, they got it all. They got heel, face, promo, even... BT, they're almost always the funniest on BT. Nick Jackson got to be one of the funniest is what, people. Is that what they're, is that what they're saying? When when Kenny, what did Kenny say? He's like seventy five percent of this motherfucking roster is from WWE. None of them can do Same. shit. <laughs> and then Matt <laughs> sitting Nick. there all calm. Is that what they're saying? Is that what they're saying? They're just getting pissed. I love Nick, bro. Nick is literally, hilarious. bro. Dude is so fucking just dry tone. Matt, Matt was standing there laughing with all of us as Nick's just getting fucking pissed. He's not even in character. He's not even going along Literally. with the fucking bit. <laughs> and Nick is pissed and he has the most bland face on it. Look on his face, just normal as shit, just pissed. Love it, man. But no one does it like the Young Bucks, bro. They make everything work. Every form of them works. It's amazing. And they're the best thing on pay-per-view, bro. Name a more consistent tag team than the Young Bucks. You can't, man. You can't. No. Hell no. Okay. Yes, congrats to the Young fucking Bucks, man. What a fucking Hell year. Yeah. What a year. Here we go, man. Here we go. Show of the year. Honorable mention. I just want to throw this in here. It made an honorable mention. Uh, just... Because um, I thought there was a lot of good elements on the show. There was a lot of bad elements on the show as well. I got NXT War Games, man. I got NXT War Games. Great main event. Some stuff lumped in there was pretty good. Some of it was bad. I'm not going to bullshit you. But that is exactly why it is an honorable mention. But mm -hmm. it, was a, it was better than I expected for the first NXT 2.0 pay-per-view. 
So exactly. Anymore. Um, Damn. All right. <laughs> yes. Royal Rumble. Uh, first to start off your nominees, we got the Royal Rumble for the year. Uh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It was, it was okay. the Royal Rumble. Uh, yeah, it was. A, 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 it sucked. It sucked. Um, it, it was horrible. Uh, <laughs> the, this is the best of WWE shows. Uh, three of them. Uh, three WWE shows on here were actually okay. This mm-hmm. one I could say was pretty bad. The Royal Rumble matches oh, yeah. weren't all that great. Uh, the greatest Royal Rumble pay per view I think I've ever seen is the one Nakamura won. Uh, what was that? 2018. Oh, yeah. Great year. Best great one. year, best one I've ever seen. 2017 was okay as well. The one that Randy won, that was a really good show actually. I like that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2019 blue, 2020, 2020 was okay because of like Keith Lee and stuff. I think that carried yeah. those kind of moments, and that was the Fiend versus Brian. There was elements to that show that was good. Uh, 2021, um, it, it was trash. I love the comic book little thing you see. I hope they do that that. next year. Um, Yeah, that's all I could talk about for the show. The fucking graphics. Uh, Edge won the Royal Rumble. It was a horrible Mm. winner. It was a horrible match. Bianca Belair. It was the ending was okay. Bianca Belair won in uh, an okay women's um, women's Rumble. What the hell happened for the WWE Championship? Who's the oh Roman and Kevin was good. Uh, yeah. The WWE Championship match was Drew McIntyre and Goldberg. All right, I'm done with the Royal Rumble. WrestleMania. Um, <laughs> this was night one was great. Night one was uh, awesome, uh, I would say. Great match with um, Bianca, Sasha, Seth, and Cesaro. You had uh, what else happened on that fucking show? I think you had RK Bro on there as well. Um, mm-hmm. Night one was very good. I remember night one being very good. Night two, other than the main event, oh, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre for night one as well. Great match. Oh, yeah. Great match. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, Roman Reigns and Edge and Brian was uh, amazing. It was an amazing match. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that, that's kind of where it ends there. Um, night two, blue. Uh, Bray lost. Uh, it was boring as fuck. Uh, AJ and Omo won the tag belt in uh, a very anticlimactic tag team match. Anyway, this is show of the year. We're not supposed to be shitting on shows here. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. <laughs> this show was the first show without uh, or with full capacity fans. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. This was fucking great. Man. This was a great oh, show, man. Yeah. I love Double or nothing. We open with Hangman and Brian Cage. Mox and the Mox, Eddie and the Bucks. You had uh, Baker and uh, Sheeta was decent. You had um, the Stadium Stampede. That was a pretty good match. Um, ah, what else do you have on the show? What was the TNT title match? Uh, Miro and Lance Archer. You had you just had great, great, great matches. You had a very fun match with Sting and Darby Allen, uh, from what I can remember. Um, yes, man, incredible, incredible pay per view uh, from Double or Nothing, man. Awesome, awesome shit. Oh yeah, awesome shit. Next up, Revolution. This was the last pay per view with uh, half capacity. 
you had the street fight. You had Mox and Omega in the exploding barbed wire death match. You had the Bucks versus Jericho and MJF. You had uh, low point of the show for sure was Shida versus Ryo Mizunami. Um, that was bad. Um, that was that was not good. But nonetheless, a very very good show. Next up, we got WWE's best show of the year, Crown Jewel. Very enjoyable matches. Roman Reigns or Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre and Big E. Although Goldberg should not have won, uh, the match itself was entertaining with Bobby Lashley. You had the mm-hmm. ending to the King of the Ring tournament. Very lackluster, but what are you gonna do? Um, very rushed. Very good show here uh, from WWE. Their best show of the year for sure next up we have aew's all out holy shit we seen the debut of adam cole brian danielson ruby soho and the in-ring debut of chicago's favorite son cm punk wow we were there we were there Mm -hmm. you had cajun omega darby and punk Lucha Bros versus Bucks, uh, Miro and Eddie. You had uh, what else was on the show? Uh, except anything other than Paul White, MJF and Chris Jericho. You had a bunch of amazing, amazing, amazing matches. Baker and Statlander. Great, mm-hmm. great fucking pay per view. This was the best pay per view of um, the past ten years for sure. This is the best pay per view oh, I've ever bro. seen in a while. Um, we got to see it live, and we had, and we were a part of it. We were there. Uh, next Truly. up, AEW's Full Gear. This was the first pay per view after Adam Cole, Brian, and Ruby made their debut. So this was all of their first pay per views. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start it off with this: CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. I can end it there. I can if yeah. I wanted to, but I won't. Hangman versus Omega, Brian versus Miro, Max versus Darby, Super Click versus Jurassic Express and Cage. Um, did I say Baker versus Conti? Yes, Brian and Miro. I said that. Um, you had a very in awkward, uh, not uh, interesting street fight. If you could even call it that. Yeah. With the Inner Circle versus American Top Team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that, weird. That was, that was not good. They were fighting with toasters. Anyway, the rest of the show was incredible. The rest of the show was incredible. Great way to end the year for AEW, man. And last but not least, we have... Well, yeah, last but no. I'd say the Rumble's least. Um, Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. This was WWE's first pay-per-view of full capacity. You had Bianca versus, uh, I believe, Sasha. You had Rhea and Charlotte. You had Edge and Roman. You had Big E, Money in the Bank, Briefcase win. Who the hell won the women's one? Didn't they waste it? Who won the women's briefcase this year? Oh, fuck, who did? Let me look it up. I have no clue. Oh, my God, it was fucking Nikki Ash. Oh, oh my God. Uh, I, right. I just let's, remembered that. Let's skip yeah, past okay. that one real we quick. We can remove that one. Let's um, replace it. 
forgot about that. Yeah, War Games will have to go there for sure. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it's too late. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, everything here, but here we are. Yeah. Ever everything. Let's let's uh. Let's, uh, Let's run it back. Yeah, for real. Let's go into the multiverse where uh, fucking Nikki A.S.H. did not win the Money in the Bank briefcase. Anyway, with that, uh, decent show from WWE. Decent show. At the end, we had uh, John Cena return. It was an amazing moment. I heard everybody talking about how this was the, the best pay-per-view of the year. Fuck Cap. Uh, and we're back. Cap. Because the best pay-per-view of the year yeah i was gonna say i kind of gave you guys the answer just a second ago but i think this is everybody's answer aew's all out oh easy this was i I just said it bro this was the best pay-per-view of the past 10 years this is i don't want to bet against the elite because i think we know that it's Kind of ridiculous to do that at this point. They always uh, shut their haters up. This is going to be one of the greatest pay-per-views ever. Not saying they won't mm-hmm. top it, because I feel like they can. But, but this was a special, special night. This was a truly. night where pro wrestling had a paradigm shift. Remember when John Moxley said that in 2019 and everybody was fucking laughing? All out, mm-hmm. motherfucker. That's all I gotta say. All out, twenty twenty one. Motherfucking. Oh god, that was such a good show, bro. Hey, hell yeah, bro. Incredible. We had incredible seats. We got to see Paul White. I got to see him for the fucking third time. I think I went to see him when I was a kid, um, and I got to see my hero perform. Paul White versus QT Marshall it was a dream. It was a dream come true. I was on the edge of my seat for that match. Um, oh yeah, people were so on the edge of their seats. They got up and walked away. Yeah, mm. <laughs> incredible. No man, but literally everything but that was uh, a special night. It was one of the best nights in professional wrestling history, man. So, with that being said, bro, all out is my. Have a good feeling. It's yours too. I don't know. But, um, no. yeah, all out for sure, man, for sure. Holds a special place in my heart. Truly, man. But mine's got to go to the Royal Rumble, man. I mean, <gasps> I just. Yeah, that should have been mine. <laughs> my heart I can't melted. Dude, you just listed all the matches on the Royal Rumble. I can barely remember them already, man. Huh. But it's all out, bro. That makes two of us. What, what else? <laughs> what else, bro? I mean. We, not only did we see it live, which is just cheering on top of the cake for us, for sure. but we got to see three debuts, one of them being Brian Danielson, the we other also, being Adam Cole. Another one mm-hmm. we forget that weekend, Anna Jay. We got to see Anna Jay's Anna, return, yeah. too. She did return that weekend. Yeah, her on that list, too. And he him, too. too. From Four. his suspension. His bullshit suspension. <laughs> bullshit Never suspension forget. of the year goes to Platinum Max Caster. There exactly, you go. man. Exactly. But other than that, man, pay-per-view was amazing. Tag team match was un-fucking-believable. Best match I've ever seen live. Um, Great world title match. Great world shit. Like, we just won the fucking titles and shit. Exactly, bro. (laughs) Exactly, man. (laughs) I mean, Daniel Bryan's debut was unbelievable. 
Adam Coles was. I mean, it it was just unbelievable, bro. That is how you do a pay-per-view of the year. That's how you do your biggest pay-per-view of the year. Top tier, bro. 10 out of fucking 10 pay-per-view of the year. No doubt about it. For sure, man. For sure. Here we go. Next topic. And we're gone. Breakout star of the year. First up, Daniel Daniel Garcia. Somebody who Tony Khan revealed a couple years ago was involved in a a car crash and broke both Mm -hmm. of his legs. And now look at this man. He is incredible. He is like 22 years old, 23 years old, I think. This dude is just amazing. This dude is amazing. Um, I can't stress how amazing Daniel Garcia is. Huge piece to AEW's future, man. And he will do great things. Tony Khan investing in the uh, absolute... Uh, right people man a guy like daniel garcia somebody who's just a technical fucking genius like himself is amazing man next up the acclaim max caster platinum max and anthony bowens man um dude these guys uh from last year barely being on dynamite i think this year everybody grew to love the acclaimed and they are absolutely a fan favorite uh i knew this act was going to be huge in front of live crowds and it is people love platinum max man next up and anthony bones as well you cannot take away what they do in the ring for sure Uh, i don't want to give all the love to max because bones is incredible as well um next up my boy hook bro i cannot get over how great that theme song is i just can't I just can't, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Man. You know, oh God, do I love me some Action Bronson. I really do. I genuinely do. It's a genuine thing. Um, But, Hook. Hook, dude. This man. They waited. They waited for his debut. Rightfully so. This man came out swinging. He is incredible, man. He is incredible. Very technically, very technically sound already. Uh, the entrance, the theme song, somebody who finally has a cool entrance. It's all black. And then when the beat comes in, you see Hook. It's incredible. He walks out there. He's got the swagger. He's got all the, the technical ability, bro. He is absolutely incredible. Huge piece of AEW's, of AEW's future bar none you're gonna hear that a lot next up joe gacy joe gacy has one of the coolest gimmicks i love how he wants better for the world but he's psychotic i love it i absolutely love it um this guy's incredible in the ring this guy is incredible on the mic he knows he knows his fucking character man he really knows his character and uh joe gacy man is is absolutely absolutely incredible man he's a huge part of nxt's future and i hope i really do wish the best for somebody like him in wwe Mm -hmm. for sure man because joe gacy is fucking incredible man next up my other boy lee moriarty lee moriarty man this dude my god um i was talking about how hook is very technically sound Lee Moriarty mm-hmm. is incredible. Incredible. Oh, unbelievable. Man. 
Um, this guy, like I said, you're going to hear this a lot uh, during this topic, is another huge piece of AEW's future, man. And he, um, God, he's incredible. He is incredible, Truly. man. Lee Moriarty is going to have a huge year in AEW along with the rest of these guys, man. Next up, Jungle Boy, Jungle B. Bro. Jungle Man. This guy went from last year having failed run of the year. Damn. A very underwhelming year for Jurassic Express to mm -hmm. having great match after great match after great match. The match with Omega. The match, uh, I believe he had a couple matches with Omega. He had some matches with um, I can't remember. A bunch of big names over the summer. bunch of big names, I remember them being really good. Christian Cage, I believe. Uh, he had a great showing in the Double or Nothing Battle Royal that got him the match with Omega. Great match with the Bucks, at, or the Super Click, at full gear. Um, he was not on All Out, um, but that is okay, because... Um, anytime this man has uh, got the chance to showcase uh, Adam Cole, great matches with Adam Cole. How can I forget those mm -hmm. incredible, incredible matches uh, from Jungle Boy and from having failed run of the year last year, he really, really stepped it up and showed everybody that, again, he is a huge part of AEW's future. Absolutely. So much so, he has been christened one of the four pillars, man. So, Next up, Truly. Dante Martin. His brother got hurt. And if he was in WWE, he would have sat on the shelf until Darius came back. Tony Khan He'd said still no. Cool. Tony Khan, oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Tony Tony 100%. Khan, Tony Khan uh, said, even said he has big plans for Jungle Boy, or uh, for Dante Martin, sorry. And it is going to even um, get better. When Darius does come back, man, it's going to be great, great shit, man. I'm, I'm very excited for the year, uh, for the next year of Dante Martin. But this year, he has uh, shocked everybody, to say the very least. And last, but certainly not least, we have somebody who I was very, very harsh on when he first came in to the WWE. Tony oh, D'Angelo. Yeah. <laughs> I was very harsh on this man. Ever... Once he dropped all his stupid mafia references, this man is very good. He's very good. He knows how to play the character. He can wrestle. He can wrestle very well. He is. He's fantastic, man. He's fantastic, if I do say so myself. Great showing in War Games, man. He looked incredibly badass, bro. Great year for Tony D'Angelo, and I think he's going to have an even better year. And I, I wish, I truly do wish him the best in WWE because he is, he, he's great, man. And the honorable mention for this one goes to Sammy Guevara. He had a great year in terms of um, rebounding from the Matt Hardy situation. Um, yep. But he really did not have a good year, guys. He really did no. not have a good year. He. And that's not because of him. No. Because of what he was stuck doing. He was all stuck. Year. He was stuck with the inner circle. He was stuck with mm -hmm. the inner circle in the beginning half. Finally gets the TNT championship. And Jericho and never... says, oh, we're going to take you back for the inner circle so you don't get your TNT championship match at full gear, man. So that is the one honorable mention for the show. 
or for the breakout superstar of the year. And my breakout superstar of the year goes to Jungle Boy, man. Jungle Boy, like I said, from having failed run of the year last year and having classic after classic after classic with huge names, proving that he can hang with the best of them after having a very uh, letdown of a year last year was incredible, man. Very, very good. Mm -hmm. Very good. Truly, man. Truly, man. Weirdly enough, all of ours so far have been the same because mine is also Jungle Boy. Weird how this all lined up, man. But um, Jungle Boy's been amazing, bro. And then even you could add, you know, Luchasaurus when he was when he was in tag team competition, man. But Jungle Boy, even just by himself, has been unbelievable, man. Big match after big match, building it up. I I genuinely thought he was going to be a TNT champ this year. I was surprised Guevara got the shot and won. I thought it was going to be Jungle Boy. I was going to be the next one to win the title, man. But <clears throat> hell yeah, man. But overall, great year. And such a great year in contrast to his last year. Because last year, he was on failed run. And now he's on breakout star. It's just, it's what you want to see. And when someone has a bad year, you want it the next year to be great. And his year was great. And I think next year is going to be his real, true breakout year, man. Yeah. <clears throat> For sure. Here we go. Next up. Oh. Now we're getting into the fun ones. Oh, is this yeah. great. Failed run of the year. Ah, Lord. Okay. Um. Man, oh, man. I don't think I can take them this time. <laughs> All right, well, nonetheless, nonetheless, failed run of the year, and your nominees are The Pinnacle. They all did good, thi well, MJF did good things on his own this year, but we're talking about the group. Uh, if you, I mean, if you want to add a little more fuel to the fire, you could say FTR had a horrible year, but uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, there it is, failed run of the year. Okay, yeah, man, so... Horrible year from the pinnacle. John Morrison. The Miz gets hurt. John Morrison is on his own. We think they're going to give him back his kind of like parkour cool guy gimmick that he used to have. Whatever. Real cool. No. He nope. was meditating. And it was horrible. He's meditating with Omas. He gets buried oh, to Omo. It was a horrible year. Horrible year for John Morrison. And then he ends up getting released at the end of it. Um, next year, up, man. bro, oh, good lord, Rhea Ripley, uh, one god. of the worst Raw Women's Champions I've ever seen, um, yeah, one of the worst Raw Women's Champions I have ever seen, uh, she got buried Genuinely. to Charlotte again, and now she's on tag team with Nikki A.S.H. as Super Brutality. She's literally just there at this point. Yes. Wasting she's just away. going to work. That's exactly what she's doing. Next up. She's me. <laughs> <laughs> Just up. shows up, clocks Becky in, and Lynch. clocks out. For real, bro. For real. Next up, Becky Lynch. Remember when we were chanting, we want Becky? Remember when Becky Lynch was supposed to come back and save the women's division? She did everything nope. but that. She did the she's opposite. Horrible. She is fucking horrible. And, uh, Atrocious. 
What a horrible year. She comes back, buries everybody under the sun, uh, just does nothing but cheat to win, and completely ruins all of her reputation, and the Becky Lynch memory will forever be remembered. Maybe not forever. She's got time to rebound, but uh, as of right now, forever lives in 2018, man. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. Uh, next up, Orange Cassidy. Completely <sighs> boring. He had the great mm -hmm. match of uh, Double or Nothing's uh, World Championship match with Omega and Pac. Boring as shit or is Orange Cassidy. Um, He's just a guy stuck with the best friends. Bro. Literally, I hate that dude. fucking group. That group sucks. That group it's sucks. It's so bad. Um... Yes, uh, Orange Cassidy is uh, in the list. Um, next up, Dark Order. This group is a fucking joke. These guys suck. They yep. are just there. They have no Literally. point in being there. There's no purpose. They're, they don't want to win yeah. championships to avenge Brody Lee's name or fucking nothing. They're just a bunch nothing. of jokes. They're a bunch of jokes, man. They are. Bunch of lame jokes. Bunch of overused, long, lame jokes, man. Horrible. Horrible. Next up, as you can see, the uh, big helmet. <laughs> Carrying Cross. Perfect image. I love that. I love that I put that it's fucking so image funny. there. Carrying Cross. Um, just to give everybody an idea of what I'm thinking of, it is uh, that helmet. Yeah. Um, yep. Image. This man was rushed up to Monday Night Raw. Well, he returned in the beginning of the year, got his title back, went over to Monday Night Raw, mid-NXT championship run, which I fucking hate when they do that. No, I hate that shit. They love doing it now. Yeah, yep. They did it with the Viking Express or whatever the fuck they're called nowadays. And uh, they... Experience. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. And they, they called cross up the same way mid Samoa Joe feud and he's Ugh. on Monday Night Raw no Scarlet they end mm -hmm. up taking Scarlet away in NXT because of that and he gets fucking buried first night on the fucking job to Jeff Hardy a 40 year old Jeff Hardy beats the uh, newly called up so 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 called prodigy it, well, not prodigy. He's not that young, but uh, up and comer, huge exactly. WWE's next huge star, is fucking buried on Monday Night Raw, first night on the job, and Vince takes him off TV because he says that the demolition gimmick is not working. No shit, I could have fucking told you that. Uh, no. But what do I know, right? I'm just a fan. And Karrion Cross had a dog shit year. Gets taken off TV after a couple weeks of Hitman vignettes. Uh, fucking <laughs> hinting and murdering people. And he's released. And now he's a killer he's again. Gone. So, yep. yeah. So. That was that was Karrion Cross's uh, dog shit wasted year in WWE. And last, and then, but certainly not least. Not fucking least. You have. HFO. You have the job squad. Every single person <clears throat> on the AEW roster is in this fucking faction. You have Jack beach. Evans, Angelico, Butcher, Blade, Mark Quinn, Isaiah Cassidy, The Bunny, Penelope Ford, 
some bald dude that looks like Ricochet, and Matt Hardy. God fucking damn. And XYZ also are in the group. And ABC. Oh. Everybody's in this fucking group, and they suck. They all suck. They suck, man. Um, It's just bad. And people, the whole group just drags each other down. It is horrible. It is horrible, man. And uh, with that, those are your nominees for failed run of the year. And those are great failed runs of the year. Uh, all of them mm -hmm. sucked. All of them. Some of them. Some of them I didn't even expect to be good. But my no. winner is a group that I thought was going to have the world in their hands. They should have. My failed run of the year goes to Wardlow, Sean Spears, FTR, mm -hmm. and MJF of the Pinnacle. These, this group, when they debuted, I was on Unscripted saying, ever since that segment happened, the moment that that group was formed, this is the biggest and best story going in wrestling right now. And what do we get all year? We got the, we got the Inner Circle versus the Pinnacle overshadowed by MJF and Chris Jericho to yep. made look like fucking idiots and side hoes in the story. Horrible. They were the whole fucking story. It's just those two. Horrible. Didn't even need either groups. Absolutely <sighs> atrocious. Atrocious, man. This group Truly. This group was <clears throat> supposed to be so great and they sucked. They're starting to pick it up now, but look, yeah. we're in the last week of 2021. You had a failed Ain't year. No you can't. There's year. nothing you can do to fix it they this said. year. Um, horrible, horrible, man. Terrible. Um, literally. Yeah, my, man. That's mine. Who do you got? My failed run of the year is no other than Becky Lynch, bro. How do you fall so far from grace? And it's, dude, Becky Lynch went from being in 2018 one of the best things in the business as a whole to someone I genuinely do not care about and at this point could barely stand. Man, she returned and right at that moment, I didn't like it. Because we all knew why she returned at SummerSlam. Because CM Punk returned to AEW. Well, returned in AEW. That's the reason she was back at SummerSlam. I think, I forgot the plans. Weren't they saving her for something? I think Survivor uh, Series or something, right? She was going to do Mania, but they didn't do it. Yeah. Probably because they and had an the idea that Punk was coming back. Mm-hmm. Possibly. I mean, we don't know that, yeah. but... Yeah, they were also going to save her for Survivor Series, yes. That's what it was, man. That's what it was. And man, <sighs> instantly, Barry's Bianca Belair, instantly, you could, I, I caught it in that match, switched up her moveset, uses a rock bottom for some reason. <clears throat> and now, she's just involved in this, evolved in this character that's not her complete opposite of what she's supposed to be, and not even... In the CM Punk good way, it just makes no sense to why she's this character. It makes no sense to why she acts like that, but she's Charlotte 2.0 from what we hear, man, and people are eating right into it, man. Yeah. 
She's nothing but a a hero and shit. She's nothing but a nostalgia act. If you're already a nostalgia act, three years technically, three years from your peak, that is, that's bad. That is not good, man. That is really not good, man. She just, she's trying so hard to be something she's not. She's really trying to be the rock. I swear to God, she uses a moveset. She tries to talk like him, tries to act like him. Terrible, man. Terrible. It's just, how? How does this happen, bro? How? It's like, <clears throat> I'm so, oh, sorry, my voice is fucking, fucking me up right now, man. But it's like if in two and a half years, Hangman Page is the worst thing on AEW television. Will it happen? Probably not. Should it happen? Definitely not. But that's the exact thing that happened to Becky. Hate to see yes, it, man. Sir. Definitely. Her return was supposed to be one of the best things about this year. She was and supposed it was one to of the save worst. it. She was supposed to save it, and she killed it. She we was. Want Becky, <clears throat> save the fucking women's division, said the notorious heels, and she comes and she back and it ruins it. Yep. That's <sighs> that's why Becky Lynch is my winner for that shit. Absolutely, that's a great choice. That's a great choice. Here we go. Let down of the year. Oh man, this is gonna ruffle a lot of feathers. Okay. The Burnt Fiend <laughs> comes in at number one. Good lord. I remember when he set the fiend on fire and me and Sir K said, Oh shit, there's going to be a burnt fiend next year. There's gonna be a burnt fiend, bro. It's gonna be sick. That's gonna be dope. He can have uh he can have a melted mask, like how Michael Myers' masks is kind of burnt a little, right? Mm. Castling nope. 2021 20, comes up. <laughs> Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss. Where she is okay. riding his dick in the match. <laughs> and Wish I was her. I'm gonna have to say something. And <laughs> fuck. And WWE has Bray Wyatt. Uh, you know when you're you know when you're a little kid and and you want to be you want to be funny and look fat, so you stuff a pillow in the front of your shirt and the back of your shirt, and you want to look like a fat fuck well that's what bray wyatt came out in he came out in a fucking bulletproof vest like he's just like he just came through fucking old block he's got he's got he's got burnt crisp welders gloves on and remember how we said wouldn't it be cool if his mask was burnt like michael myers no somebody actually uh during a rainstorm Went out back to their garden, grabbed a glob of fucking manure, and whipped it at his face. It looks like cow shit is dripping down his fucking face. He's moving around like the fucking marshmallow man from Ghostbusters. He really move. This dude looks like... Dude's moving around like fucking War Machine in Iron Man. You know when he first puts his suit on and he's walking all stiff? That's how he's fucking walking. He can't walk. You can't move. The fuck? 
Can't fucking oh, move. Man. Not to mention the mask look like shit in the lighting. But yeah, Literally. TLC 2020, Fiend gets burnt. Oh shit. Don't. The burnt yeah. Fiend's gonna come back. <laughs> and that's what we get. Somebody throws manure on his fucking face and it's sliding down. They put him in this weird, they didn't even put him in red lighting. They put him in purple lighting and made it look even worse. And the masks look pretty cool in regular lighting. And what did WWE mm-hmm. go and do? Put him in this shit. Wyatt hated it. I was like, what the fuck is this? And he just walks through the tunnel at WrestleMania and he's cured. And he's fine. And he's fucking fine, man. Oh my shit, God. Definition of a fail, bro. Definition of a letdown, man. We were yes. so hyped and we got cool, man. That is what we fucking got. We got, we got shithead. That is what the fuck we got. We got a literal shithead, man. It uh, literally looks like someone melted a figure's face. And that's oh, what we got. This is fun as fuck, uh, bro. bro. So disrespectful. <laughs> oh, God. Look. Next up. This is something me and Sir K almost did. Well. Mm-hmm. When we first started doing face cam. <laughs> we almost. Our, we almost couldn't get our OBS to work. Just like yeah. we did earlier today. Well that was why. Yeah. But. Yeah but still. Christian Cage. Came out. And. This was where the moniker. Of you, Tony conned the announcement. Me and Sir K almost Tony conned the fucking announcement of the face cam. We were almost going to have to stream off the PlayStation like we did before. Bro, we would have been so sad. And that would have been the saddest episode of our shit ever. I'm I'm sorry, guys. Me and Sir K ran off two hours of sleep. Anybody that watches this podcast, just know. We, we truly love this. We truly love you guys. Exactly. I, I've been up for oh over seven God. hours. I mean, bro, 12 hours. And I'm hyped as shit right now. Bro, I... No, the past two days, I've probably <laughs> got eight hours of sleep working on the graphics that you're looking at now. Literally, and bro. I feel great. So, just so you guys know, we ran, I think we ran that night, two hours of sleep. <laughs> and we made it happen. So yeah, we were fucking, able to do it. We were able to do We did not Tony Khan the announcement, but what I was getting at is this is the first instance where Tony Khan, Tony Khan, the announcement, yep. uh, big, um, huge hall of famer. People are thinking Cena, Lesnar, punk. No, it was Christian cage. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes. All of those things are true, but you did not have to give us a weak build for Christian cage to walk out there. Uh, stare down the hard cam and reveal a shirt that says outwork everyone. <laughs> the worst, the shirt was the worst part of it all, bro. That oh, it was. was cherry on that was the cherry cake. on top of the cake. <laughs> was that fucking shirt <laughs> outwork <laughs> everyone? Okay, next up. One of my least favorite parts of the year. The labors. The lay bores. Bore. Boring. Lay bores. 
of Jericho. Good lord. Um, we started off with an okay match with Spears. I'm like, alright, whatever. Next up is Nick Gage. I'm hyped. Oh, I'm hype fucking hype, bruh. Right I'm up hype. so damn hype. Of the, the dark side of me. We get Hoovitude Guerrera. That is the picture I decided to use. We got Hoovitude. MJF didn't want to face Chris Jericho so bad he threw Nick Gage. Jericho beats Nick Gage. Well, who who do I got next? That can really make me not face this man. Hoovitude fucking Guerrera. Are you kidding? Hoovy? Hoovitude? Hoovitude. <laughs> Bro. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This Hoovy is what you, you don't want to face Jericho so bad. This is what you throw at him. Hoovitude? Give me a break. And then the last one was fucking Wardlow. I mean, when Jericho God. described it, it made sense, but like. But like, bro. Uh, come on. Dude, Wardlow to start or something. Exactly. Have the That's last one start. be Nick Gage. Do Jer or uh, Wardlow. Do Spears. Do fucking. Uh, someone cool. Yeah, someone cool, man. I mean, do. Uh, there's some cool people you could grab, man. Yeah, so fucking First somebody. Hero, hero fucking... would have. Oh my god, that would have been a great one. Um, that would have been awesome, man. Somebody, man. Fucking somebody, somebody. bro. Literally, even someone from your own roster, I would have taken over Hoovitude Guerrero. <sighs> Terrible, disrespectful, disgusting. Remember how I said we were gonna ruffle a lot of feathers? <laughs> Next Here it up. goes. Roman Reigns feuds. Guys, 2020 hey, Roman Reigns is greater than 2021 Roman Reigns. 2020 e. Roman Reigns had some truly relatable, great stories. Jey yeah. Uso, he had the one with, uh, there was a little mini feud of him finally beating the monster. Braun Strowman, well not finally, but you know, a little mini feud there. Yeah. You had the teasing of Alexa Bliss, you know, the fiend kind of thing going on. Um, but it was released. He had a great year. He started his great feud with Kevin Owens that year. Great. Mm -hmm. 2020 started off good. He had the feud with Kevin Owens. He had the feud that should have main evented Mania, Roman versus Brian. Great match there. Great feud at Fastlane. You insert Edge. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad at all. Great shit, right? Well, Edge comes back and they have a solo feud that fucking sucked. The match was okay, but, um, yeah, but the, the, feud the feud fucking sucked. Was it was kind of just like, yeah, I'm back to I'm face Edge. you because Brian's gone now, so we got to erase that from history. Uh, <laughs> Edge gets done. Got another guy out of the retirement home. You got John Cena comes back. The feud, they had one... They had a few good lines in their promo segment. It was kind of just Roman talking about Nikki Bella. Roman being cool. He's pretty cool in there. But the Cena yeah. with the one, two, three, not as good as their 2017 stuff. You got to be honest no. with your fucking self, people, man. You got to be honest. It was disappointing. Cena. And the way it was rushed off. 
Cena. No, not a fan of that. You have this whole feud. You have him come out with new shirts, new Titantron, 16, 17-time world champion. This is going to be great. This is going to be awesome, right? Uh, well, he beats Cena, and out comes another guy out of retirement home, Brock Lesnar. Um, <laughs> another old-timer to face Roman Reigns because no new Straight stars are built. Shot. No new exactly. stars are built. That is the point I'm trying to make here. Roman Reigns has nobody actively in the company. That is interesting to face. Maybe outside of Seth because the, the story they have, that's it. That's it. That's literally it. The way they've been booking is... Drew, is anybody is anybody clamoring to see that? It's going to be a great match. I'm not saying that. I couldn't even tell you what Drew's been doing. I uh, couldn't even give Mad a hint. Cat I... Corbin and, oh. or Mad Cat Moss and Corbin, whatever the fuck his name oh, is. Man. That's what God, that doing. sounds terrible. And his partner in that feud was Jeff Hardy. Wonder what happened to that guy. Anyway, <laughs> so Cena gets done. And Brock Lesnar comes back. And he's in the middle of a feud with Brock Lesnar and gets put in a feud with Finn Balor. And then, then he gets put in a feud with the New Day. New Day versus Bloodline. And then Bobby Lashley attacks him. So now there's some beef there. And then he's still in the feud with Finn. And then he still has Lesnar knocking on his door. He buries yeah. Finn. And the Lesnar feud has been okay so far, but Lesnar just doesn't show up that much. It can only be so good when you only exactly. get segments between those two once every like fucking four two times. months. Exactly. Um, you get like a max four segments in an entire half a year long feud. Yes, and very disappointing, guys. Be honest with yourselves and uh, know that this that Roman's feuds... Has not been that good this year, uh, especially in the later half of the year. Beginning half of the year was okay with with Brian. Brian Edge, that was good too, but when it was Edge by himself, it wasn't it. It was not it. It, was it not did not good. level up, bruh. It did not level up to the Jey Uso feud, the Kevin Owens feud, the Brian feud. The point I really want to stress here, no new stars are built. That's, there's nobody in this company for Roman Reigns to face that is an active performer. There's nobody. There's fucking nobody. And that's mm -hmm. the point I'm trying to make here. Next up, we said this in the beginning of the year for the Revolution Review that this was going to be on here. The Deathmatch Dud. The Damn. get out of there. Go. Run. And... Pew, pew. Oh my god! Unforgettable all the worst ways. Oh my god! He's incapacitated <laughs> from fucking what? From what? Goldberg's pyro? What is he incapacitated from? Oh, he saved his friend again from what? From fucking what? what? Sprinklers? <clears throat> Good lord, man! This was awesome. This was fucking. Uh, God, I was about to say awesome. This was awful. Well, the match was awesome. The match was awesome. The commentary was awesome. I laughed my fucking ass off when Excalibur was screaming his life off. Somebody, like somebody it's just like his a, fucking terrorist attack. Seriously, bro. Like fucking William Defoe just threw a fucking pumpkin fucking. grenade at him. I mean, <laughs> good lord, man. Good lord. Oh my god. The grenade. Run. 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 Classic. Bro. Oh my god, is fucking Kingston classic. all right? Yeah, he better fucking be here, or else he's a, what is he, four? Good lord. 
It was horrible. It was horrible, man. One of the worst moments. One of the let down moments of the year for sure, man. But one thing that, uh, and then their playoff was another let down. Kenny Omega rigged the bomb. Okay, then why do you leave John Moxley there? Why didn't he stand in the middle of the ring like a cocky asshole as sprinklers like, went off? If they would have told us that the pyro team they hired fucked up, the backlash would not be nearly as bad as it was. We were like, oh God, fuck them guys. Never fucking nobody ever hire them again. Yep. That easy. Yep. Absolutely. Um next one. Christian instead of hangman question mark yes very let down very very let very. down moment of the year this shit man good lord good lord this was not good uh Christian was very heartbreaking that we were getting Christian and Omega but I mean it was yeah. for a good reason I guess it worked hangman out wanted again. to go away and it worked out mm -hmm. again but at the time this it was, was terrible. A very, very sad letdown. And upsetting. Yeah. Very. Next up, the Undisputed Era breakup. This sucked. This shit, that shit sucked. Was so man. This lame. was so underwhelming. It was so lame. Half the group wasn't even there to witness it. Roddy just kind of left and was like, all right, whatever. Oh, and man, Bobby man. Fish was gone. He came back and he was just like, oh, all right, we're not cool oh, anymore. Oh. Okay. Damn. I'll see you guys on Dynamite. Yep. Um, <laughs> Inner Circle versus Pinnacle. Uh, like I said, uh, uh, this was supposed to... I said at the time, this is the greatest feud in wrestling. Now and with these two groups. This is going to be a clash of titans with these two factions. Inner Circle was cool again when they were back in black. And mm -hmm. then it was all downhill from there. It fucking sucked, yep. man. Terrible. Yes, it was atrocious. And was... we're back. Okay. My letdown of the year. Although there's a lot of good ones in here with... Oh, I wish I, I, I would have put shit face for the thing. <laughs> I wish I would have put shit face. I really wish Looking I would have. shit face. But my <laughs> letdown of the year goes to Inner Circle... Versus Pinnacle, bro. This was supposed to be the hottest feud in wrestling. And like I just said, as I gave them my failed run of the year, this shit was overshadowed, stepped on by MJF versus Jericho. The top, the whole top half of Blood and Guts, where they were on top of the cage. Nobody gave a fuck about the other eight dudes that were in the ring fighting still. It was fucking awful, man. It was, it was a mess. Literally, it bro. Was, it was. They kept the inner circle together uh, for no reason, even though at the time we were okay with it because, hey, they must have something, right? They must have something for the group if they want to keep them together so bad, right? No. Uh, there was no now it feels keeping like... the group, group together. Uh -huh. Literally. Now it feels like they're slowly breaking up just naturally when you could have just had an actual breakup. Yeah, and you didn't have to have anybody turn. They could have peacefully no. broke up and got back together in, in two years, three in the years. Future. Exactly, bro. <clears throat> exactly. Yep. But um, absolutely. My, are you done? For yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And my failure on the year is also 
the inner circle versus the pinnacle man. I mean, it it didn't happen. It happened once. Well, twice, technically, but oh, it was all MJF and, and Jericho, man. We didn't get great. We might have. I don't remember it. Did we get single shit between LAX and FTR? Yes, I think we got like one match. Yeah, we were there oh, for it. Shit, I, oh, my God. We were, Holy shit. Man, oh, man. That was the best part of it. That would be, you want to know why? Because they didn't talk about the rest of the group on both sides. It was just those two groups going together. That's what made that shit great. Yep. But in terms of the overall feud, not existing. What did Sammy Guevara do? What no. did Sean Spears do? What no, did Wardlow do? No, what you. did fucking... Um, what's his fucking Hank Hanger Hager do? Why what did he fucking do? Are they? Oh, they're awful MMA fight. Oh, dude. The worst match we of the, the year goes to <laughs> exactly. MMA say, fight. When Lord. he did that kick off the side of a fucking bro. MMA thing. Oh, the Hurricane Rana. Oh yep. my God, bro. When he did the fucking move, when he did the Hurricane Rana, I was I was done. I was okay. I was, that, that's when I checked out too. I was like, "All right, motherfucker, <laughs> fake ass fucking punches and shit." The thing is, that thing, that style of MMA meets wrestling has been done before. I don't know the name of the company, but Mox would always go there and I always see him tweet and post about it. It would there would be like this ring where it had no ropes, just a post, and it was just two guys just beating the fuck out of each other. That would have been cool. And then they gave us that shit terrible man and it was just mjf and jericho and all their material just died down it was all lame shit after lame I'll tell shit you, i'll tell you what should have happened mm-hmm. blood and guts mm-hmm. should have been done at double or nothing yep should have been done at double or nothing mm-hmm. you do a different ending where the pinnacle beats the inner circle just clean beats them that somehow they get them to tap out or say I quit or whatever. It should have been Jericho that said I quit. It should have been Jericho. They're gone all summer until a month and a half before All Out. They come back. They back say, in black. Yes. They say, you made me say quit. You made me say I quit. You can never do that again. And if you do, the inner circle's done. So we're going to do this at All Out, a five-on-five elimination-style match, and the Pinnacle mm-hmm. should have fucking won. Should have beat the shit out of the man. Should have beat the shit out of Jericho, specifically. Clean sweep. Yep. yep. Man. That's exactly and what should have happened, and it was a dud. Exactly. It was a definition of a dud, bro. That is why. And not only mine, but yours also. Let, uh, come on, bro. How do you fail at that? How do you fail at the inner circle versus the pinnacle? Learn why you don't do it, which is basically what they did. So that's my winner, man. That's my winner. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Um, here we go. Match of the year. I have a lot of honorable mentions here. First Truly. off, we just talked about this. Blood and Guts minus the ending. You cannot take away from how great the match was. Next up, 
Roman versus Brian versus Edge from WrestleMania 36. Great main event. Next up, Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa from NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. And last up, the War Games match from NXT War Games. Team Black and Gold versus Team 2.0. Great, great uh, match there from all eight guys in the cage there. First honorable mention, Truly. Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. The reason this was so great is because Daniel Bryan... Uh, like the like a great babyface uh, got his, got some babyface ammo here. He said, "I'm gonna tap you out, Roman Reigns." Roman says, "No." Well, the match happened. Brian made him tap, but the ref was mm -hmm. out, and Man, we didn't see it. And Roman Reigns retained the championship. This was one of the best matches all year, bar none, bro. This was incredible, incredible fucking match. John Moxley. Ooh trying to get his AEW championship back versus Kenny Omega in an exploding barbed wire death match. This match, minus the ending as well, just like Blood and Guts was, incredible. Incredible match. Very brutal match. Uh, great spots. Uh, very eerie to watch, but it was incredible. It was incredible, man. Just like their first match from Full Gear 2019. Incredible, man. These two killing each other was great. Love it. Remember when I said that um the creator of the match ended up following me and liking one of my posts? The creator? I didn't even realize till afterwards, till after we watched the Dark Side of the Ring, it was Onita. He followed me, and he liked that post oh, I made what? about that. Yeah, I didn't realize it till we watched the Dark Side of the Ring. It's Onita. He follows me, and it fucking, he liked my tweet. I didn't even realize that, bro. I, I started marking when I found that out, when I realized... Send that post dope. to me when you get a chance. I got you, bro. I got, I'll have to find it. <laughs> I got, got you. Got you. I want to see that. Um. Next up. Walter versus Ilya Dragunov 2 from NXT TakeOver, TakeOver 36. NXT TakeOver 36. Remember what I told you guys about Walter? Anytime he's on a takeover, you just watch. Obviously, exactly. he got an honorable mention spot here with Tommaso Ciampa. Not only that, but he has an actual match of the year candidate with Dragunov here. And it is a, a great, great match. If guys have not watched this match, please, dear God, go and watch that match, bro. These guys tore the fucking house down. Walter matches... Walter knows how to work that slow big man style and just make and you love make every second work. of it, bro. It is exactly. incredible. His dissection of the human body is incredible, bro. This dude, this dude knows how to fucking rip his opponent apart, man. This was incredible. Huge takeaway for me is the ending. Um, yeah, obviously. Yeah. We all know why. But nonetheless... Corey. Yeah, Walter and Dragonoff had a fucking barn burner on this night. Walter mm -hmm. is Walter is goaded. He is incredible. He is absolutely incredible, man. Uh absolutely. Just incredible, incredible performer, bro. Um next up, the Bucks versus the Lucha Bros from All Out. We were there. It was uh incredible. Incredible. We already 
talked about this twice, so not really much to say here. These two absolutely killed it in the steel cage. Um, the mm-hmm. shoe with the thumbtacks. There was blood everywhere. It was a brutal match. And the culmination of the Lucha Bros finally getting the belts is, uh, it was amazing to see. Um, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm a Lucha Bros fan, but I'm not a huge Lucha Bros fan. Like the dudes that were sitting yeah. next to us, but I even no, fucking popped because they, they brought they you on that ride, bro. Incredible. They really did. Uh, they next really up, did, Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson. Dang. From um, Winter is Coming, literally two weeks ago. That's how good this, this match was. was a 60-minute time limit match, and it was incredible. I knew Danielson wasn't going to win, but still, my heart was in my stomach thinking mm-hmm. about Hangman losing the belt. This was incredible. Another one where they brought you on the emotional ride, and it went to a time limit, bro. Um, incredible, incredible match here. Uh, next, we have the Young Bucks versus Mox and Eddie from... Double or nothing, bro. This was an incredible fucking match. Uh, the crowd was super, super hot for this. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the crowd was on fire for this match, I can remember, man. So, oh, yeah. the Young Bucks the young bucks had an incredible match with these guys, man. But in the end, they prevailed and kept the belts. And, yeah, bro, but taking nothing away from Moxley and Eddie Kingston, they put on an incredible show, all four men here. Um, and next mm-hmm. up. Kenny Omega, the AEW World Champion, versus Brian Danielson from Dynamite Grand Slam. This went a 30-minute time limit with no winner being decided, man. And I think there's going to be a lot of storyline arc here with Brian, or sorry, Kenny and Hangman. Although they don't like each other, they both, (laughs) they both could not beat the Dragon. And in that way, maybe that will make Kenny see himself on the same level as Hangman again. Exactly. Or he will see Hangman on the same level as him again. So, incredible, incredible match. Incredible match. I mean, you guys seen it, bro. This was... I love in AEW how we actually have dynamite matches on this show. I love that. With WWE, we have one match from the main roster. Uh, NXT, obviously, from a pay-per-view as well. But we deadass have two ra- random dynamite matches on here. That's how good they are. Great thing to see, bro. Um, yes, and the last one, Omega versus Pac versus Orange Cassidy. This was so good. I thought Orange Cassidy was going to win the championship at one point. That's how fun it was. I'm telling you, bro. Um, I genuinely thought he was. And then when Kenny won... This should have main evented double or nothing. No fucking question. This was incredible. This was the best triple threat match all year. This is one of the best triple threat matches I've ever seen. It was... uh, Oh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful fucking classic. That's how you you do one of those matches. Not two of them are fighting while one of them is knocked out and one of them trades places. They were all fighting each other just all together. Love it. Yes, man. Um, with that, my match of the year goes to none other than the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros from All Out. Nice. This, 
I fine. tell you, bro, these fucking young bucks, man. These guys are incredible. Greatest tag um, team we've ever yeah. seen. This year proves it, and next year could possibly be even fucking better because these guys are just that damn good. These guys are incredible. And this mm-hmm. match, being there live, we had that a part of the experience. And like I said, I'm not even a huge Lucha Bros fan like I'm a, like I am the Young Bucks. But oh, even I popped like a motherfucker for this one. Um, Truly, uh, man. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful fucking uh, match. Masterpiece that these two teams put together. And the Young Bucks get this award from me, and it is incredibly, incredibly deserved, bro. Incredibly. Truly, bro. Um, they, mm-hmm. yeah, that that was all I got, man. So yeah, congrats to those two teams. Hell of a fucking match. Hell yeah, bro. It truly was. <laughs> Almost got my number one, man. But my number one, personally for me, is Walter versus Dragonoff, man. Two, technically. Um, man. Now the ending. Let me address this right now. The ending was dog shit, and you will know. I think it's dog shit. One of the upcoming categories, so hold on with that. I will talk about that aspect a little bit. But the match itself, man, can't get better, bro. You can't, bro. Walters, just big guy, old school style, and he makes work so well nowadays. Fuck with his fucking brutal <laughs> ass chops and it. <laughs> I knew this could fucking happen. <laughs> brutal ass chops and hits, man. You love to see it, bro. And then dragging off, not only Scrit selling those moves, but he just fit. It just styles clashes perfectly, fucking perfectly, man. Out of a bunch of categories where there's barbed wire death matches, brutal ass matches, this probably one of the most brutal out of all of these. And it was just your normal match you could have, just because that's how Walter is. And that's how Dragonoff sells Walter. Loved it, man. Loved it, man. I, I loved it. I think my, their match was my la- match of the year last year, too. Her first match. I believe if it didn't win for me, it was definitely second, man. I'm not sure. I don't really remember. I think it might have won for me, man, but... Man, I believe so. This... I believe we both chose Walter versus Dragonoff <laughs> one. I believe so too, man. But and man, honestly, it... that one, mm-hmm. it's almost fun to watch yeah. a Walter match in silence because you really hear is. everything, bro. You hear and that was fucking hit. brutal. That it was, was brutal. Violent. He fucking and I obliterated it. that man, bro. He really did, bro. He really did, bro. So it's got to be my match of the year, bro. I love it. One of my favorites. Absolutely. Brutal in every simple way. Yes, that's a great choice, bro. That's a great choice. Here we go. Moment of the year. Moment of the year. Here we go. RK Bro Formation from the April 26th edition of Monday Night Raw. If anybody doesn't remember this promo, it is the one where Randy Orton says, I don't know what planet you're from. I'm from Earth. Earth. Shut up. (laughs) That is the RK Bro formation promo where he was kind of growing fond of Riddle, but he just didn't want to admit it. It was amazing, bro. It was amazing. Great moment of the year. Next up, the CM Punk return promo from the August 20th edition of AEW Rampage. 
wow. We were there. It was mm-hmm. fucking electric. It was electric. Oh, yeah. That was a wild night, bro. That was a wild never night. Never being a crowd more hype. No, never. 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 That can never be done ever again, bro. CM Punk Mm-mm. had his return promo, man, and it was, it was everything, everything, everything I thought it would be for seven years. Exactly. It was incredible. He had the audience on the palm of his hand. Beautiful. Truly. Fucking beautiful shit here, man. Beautiful. I loved, loved this promo. It was emotional. I cried. I, 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 I cried. I smiled. Um, I was hype. Uh, it was incredible. It was incredible. It was, uh, like I said, everything I, I genuinely thought it would be. Electric night. Very special night to me. And I know you mm-hmm. as well. But next Hell up. Yeah, bro. CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston promo battle from the November 5th edition of Rampage. Holy shit. Man, oh man. This was one of the, this was one of the best promos I've ever witnessed in my life. Um, I've ever watched, uh, just incredible. Just simply incredible, bro. Simply just incredible. It was these guys talking about their indie history and just how far they go back and Eddie just with his tough guy kind of kind of attitude and stuff and then you have Punk who's just fucking amazing and he's CM Punk and he knows he's CM Punk. Um, exactly. Uh, he was just incredible. This dude still fucking dance on the mic with the best of them, bro. Um, amazing, amazing. And next up. Johnny Gargano's farewell NXT entrance. Uh, I talked about this. I talked about this with my eyes getting watery on Unscripted a couple weeks ago because this, this was the only, the only, you know, moment in WWE this year where I, I, I felt, I felt like every emotion. I felt exactly. sad. I felt happy. Um, felt sad. I almost felt I almost felt mad because NXT yeah. wasn't what it is anymore. I, I it, this was a true moment. This this exactly. this this is what it this is what a moment is, man. Um, th- this is literally the the exact representation of, of what I would picture in my mind as a, just a moment, something that everything's exactly. watching and everybody in unison is just appreciating this uh, for what it is, and it's it, it was a great totally. thing. Um, obviously Rebel Heart kicks on and everybody just knew it was the end. Johnny Gargano just stood on the stage and just took it all in. And Vic Mm -hmm. Joseph saying the clock has turned back for Johnny Gargano. Just fucking incredible, incredible shit. Um, a Cowboys coronation when Hangman got the nod of approval. I know you see the picture of him with the Dark Order, but... He gets the nod of approval from Matt Jackson, and he hits Hell the buckshot yeah. with the bucks in his corner, and it was a beautiful thing. He, uh, The Dark Order come out to the ring, they go to hand him a beer, and he turns the beer away to give to celebrate with his friends. Oh, Amazing. man. Amazing. Unbelievable. Amazing. I love, love, love that moment for sure. Darby Allen and Sting promo from the January 27th edition of Dynamite. This is one of my favorite promos. For everybody who does not know what this is, I like to call this the hoodlum promo. Um, 
this was the first promo these two had uh, against uh, Team Taz and uh, Ricky Starks, I believe, or it was one of the first promos they had against. Yeah. It was one of the first uh, video promos they had against them, and yeah. where Sting started bashing in the windows with his bat, and Darby Allen was hitting him with his skateboard. This was the first time where I was like, "Damn, these two are really fucking badass together." Um, exactly. Amazing. I love this promo. Love this fucking promo, man. And next up, we were there for this one: CM Punk and MJF. Promo battle from Dynamite on November 24th, Thanksgiving edition of AEW Dynamite. This was amazing. This was amazing. This was everything everybody thought Punk and MJF would have on the mic. The less famous Miz. You might as well be coming out here preaching hustle, loyalty, and respect. You were always second best to Punk or Triple H. I mean everything this promo was was fucking this was a masterpiece and within three months of cm punk coming back you know everybody wanted to complain three weeks after the debut that this was a bust i don't understand the logic but then you give wwe storylines fucking two years to play out and then by the time two years is up the person's released wwe's forgot about them they're probably in aew or somewhere across the indies and doing something completely different, and your storyline never gets paid off. Well, literally, CM Punk had three segments, three uh-huh. segments, uh, three moments of the year within three months of him, three months of him coming back. Come on, man. And the Come last on. one is a very special one to me. <laughs> Throw it back. Dynamite from the same show, uh, November 24th, Thanksgiving Dynamite. This was Dynamite. We we were at Cody Rhodes takes his belt off and chance of throw it back come and the fucking fan throws the belt back and it was beautiful. Cody, like a salty prick, like five minutes later, puts the belt back on. It made it all that much better. Incredible. Incredible. I love it. I absolutely love it, bro. I love it. Um great, great moments of the year. Um, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And with that, my moment of the year goes to none other, although there's a lot of great ones in there, goes Mm -hmm. to the CM Punk return promo. From the August 20th edition of AEW Rampage inside Chicago's United Center. We were there. Like I said, this is very special to me and Sir K. We laughed. We cried. We were fucking ecstatic. We were hype. It was incredible. It was incredible. Night I will truly never forget. Um, and I'm glad I'm and I'm glad we got to share that one together, bro. So Hell that's yeah, definitely bro. my moment of the year. Bar none. The other ones are great, but this is a no-brainer. That was an awesome night. That was an incredible night. Exactly, man. Exactly. <clears throat> man, oh, man. And my moment of the year is the same, bro. Come on. That that could be moment of the decade. It really could be, man. It could have. Yeah, it could absolutely Just be. the anticipation we all felt before. The music hit. And then eruption and then for literally first half of rampage oh, damn. Hmm. 
We should have did that last year. We should have, or 20, oh no, we weren't on in 2019. I was going to say we could have did the, the uh, Decade Awards. That would have been Nate. cool. But anyway, (laughs) but man, and for that entrance alone was like seven minutes, bro. Literally, just of just Mark, just being a Mark, bro. Just cheering, crying. I love looking back at it when the shot first panned to where he's looking at the camera. You see us, love it, bro. Love the whole moment and the promo itself. There's no other perfect type of promo, dude. Every oh, little move he made, massive pop. Every Got word he said got Got cheered. And it was just it was just amazing. He made he did everything right and everything he should say in that promo. Mm-hmm. Crisscross. Marked. Oh yeah, man. Called out Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. And the shot of Darby in the rafters was also oh. a great bonus to that. Looking down, oh my god! Literally, I'll never forget when when mm-hmm. I'll never forget hearing "I'm back." That was fucking <laughs> awesome. That or, really uh, was. Great. When he called out Darby, and then when he the way he said uh, "All out," and he called. Oh, oh my god! It was fucking awesome, Man. bro. Awesome, literally, bro. Ah, very special night. All right, here we go. Next up. <laughs> Most shocking release of the year. Man, Here we go. Man. Here we go, man. All right. Most shocking release of the year. Number one, Braun Strowman. Not really too much to explain here. I mean, I guess just why it's shocking. Well, uh, he was uh, seeming to, uh, seemingly a WWE lifer. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Well, I... At the time, I just rem- I just was baffled. I remember we hung out that night and we were talking about it Literally. while we were in the car because it was so shocking. Um, it was just baffling as it, to it, why. Yes, it, it truly, truly was. It was uh, just a sh- just shocking as fuck, man. Very, very shocking, <laughs> bro. Um. Next up, John Morrison. Uh. Very shocking in a sense that um, his runs just sucked. I couldn't believe that that was literally all they had in mind for John Morrison. And exactly. Yeah, uh, Alistair Black. The reason this was so shocking was because literally a he month was... prior, he started a brand new gimmick that was actually really good. And exactly. nothing ever came of it, which just blows. Nothing. Really blows, Not a fucking man. thing. Uh, next up, Bray Wyatt. This, <sighs> this shit, man. I, I just remember seeing text of mm. a bunch of people text texting <laughs> me because everybody knows I love. Everybody knows Bray's my guy. Exactly. Okay, was one of them. Just Obviously. I just remember saying like, "Oh my god, you're gonna flip out when you wake up," and I was like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" And I kept scrolling. <laughs> Like I told you guys before, see it from my girlfriend's dad, Bray Wyatt released, shake my fucking head. And I just, I was just baffled. It was so shocking. We, that was the first edition, second edition. Well, first with the face cam of breaking news. Next mm-hmm. up, Keith yeah, Lee. Um, Very shocking. I thought he was going to be one of the guys that they didn't want to go to AEW. 
Uh, because really they didn't. know how talented he is, but they just don't really care. And Keith Lee, Keith Lee, man, was released. Uh, and, I mean, they treated him like shit, but, like, it was kind of one of those things where, like, you feel like WWE doesn't realize they're treating him like shit, but they are. And, yeah, but I don't know, man. Crazy, crazy release right there uh, from, from WWE as well. Hit Row. Oh, yeah. Hit Row. Uh, obviously, B-Fab got released right after she signed a new deal the week prior. Then, then, the other three get released a week uh, or 14 days later. And Literally. They just got called up, all just signed new deals, and they were gone just like that. Very, very shocking. Very shocking. Very. Um, but I'm assuming that's going to be WWE's new thing, where they like to uh, <clears throat> sign people to give them the 90 days and then release mm-hmm. them like a bunch yep. of pricks. Karrion Cross and Scarlet. Uh, Cross was supposed to be the next guy, man. He really was. That's why it was shocking. Every, all those NXT marks used to say Cross is going to be a bigger star than anybody in AEW. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, if you want, I can go back and show you the picture of him in a fucking gladiator mask and tell me that that is the <clears throat> next up. And then Scarlet as well. Obviously, just those two were such a great act and they never amounted to anything. It's quite sad. And the last one is Bronson Reed. A huge... He just lost the North American title. Thought he was going to get called up. He was a huge piece to that NXT roster, and he was gone just like that. Damn. He was Should gone because it. they thought that he was fat, and they seen another Keith Lee that they were going to misuse. So they figured, ah, eh, just cut the fuck well, Just cross. waste your time. Somebody who's super, super talented, and now he is Jonah. Jonah. Bronson Reed, Damn. it's ridiculous what happened with him. Um, honorable mention here, none other than Mr. Buddy Murphy. So, Damn. obviously, he goes along with Aleister Black, and one of those guys that's just very talented, and they were wasted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Triple H guy for sure, man. Uh, but with that, this is a very, very, uh, although it's very hard, it's very easy. It's hard to pick just one. It really is. But I got to pick none other than Bray Wyatt. This mm-hmm. man got released being one of WWE's biggest stars, and they didn't even think fucking twice to release this guy, did. and that was it. That was it for Bray Wyatt's WWE run, man. So who do you got? Man, same man. Who other than Bray Wyatt? I will say Braun Strowman. Is a close second just because of how much you love this company. But man, oh man, it was Bray Wyatt shocking because not only was he a top guy, did everybody love him. He was, and technically still is, a massive moneymaker. <clears throat> like, yeah. he made them. Have you heard that hit row news? What's that? Um, We'll talk about it more on oh, Thursday. But um, they apparently... Helped NXT by themselves, just their contribution, helped make NXT $2 million. Yeah, yeah I heard about so, that. If they can make NXT $2 million, how much did Bray Wyatt make that company as a whole? <laughs> Over the span of <laughs> seven, eight years? 
500 million. Easy. Oh, fuck yeah. <clears throat> With all that fucking merch over the years. Come yeah. on, bro. Come yeah. on. And they just released him. Just like just that. Like, and Just because they didn't like him as a person. Exactly. Just because he stood up for his, what he believed in, i.e. his work. He did what the Undertaker told him to, and he got himself released. And he got fired. God, and you... Omas. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Omas. But, um... Omas! Omas! <laughs> but, um... Oh, and they still make money off of him. Oh, thank God. <clears throat> and they still make money off him. They still make figures. They still make pop shirts and shit. Or, pop yeah, that's what they're called, right? Or, no, <clears throat> Funko Pops. Funko Pops. Are they called Pop Finals? Something's called Pop Finals, but the Funko Pops are what they're the big hit, square-headed yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some is a, a Pop Final. I, I don't have... Fuck. But, um... And did you see that Keith Lee, what he said, which correlates so well with this? Oh, yeah, they are called Pop Finals. <laughs> Uh, what, oh, okay. what was the Keith Lee news? He uh, tweeted out something about him, uh, them missing him, and uh, let me let me pull up the tweet because it, it was brutal. I didn't think I would expect to hear that out of Keith Lee. That's that's how crazy it is. Really? Festively, where is it? That's <laughs> Twitter at right now. Okay, so <clears throat> this dude said, "I swear, I watched WWE in hopes." That you are here again. And then Keith Lee quote tweeted it. You should probably stop that then. They've made enough money off my name since I've been gone. LOL. Period. Damn. Damn, man. And look at what they're doing with Wyatt, man. So he's definitely my most shocking release of the year, man. For sure, bro. For sure. All right, here we go. Career resurgence of the year. Career resurgence of the year. First up, CM Punk. Obviously, I just told you guys, he not only had three moments of the year within three months of being back, but he continues to have them, and he continues to have great matches with the likes of Darby Allin, Lee Moriarty, uh, uh, Eddie Kingston. The dude, dude, man, uh, he's been great. For being gone seven years, he's been great. Next up, Ruby Soho, somebody who was trapped in her old faction, minus Sarah Logan in WWE, um, doing nothing, has uh, found herself yet again, and she is absolutely, absolutely fantastic, man. Next up, Brian Danielson, somebody who went from being uh, just parading around saying yes and just being a good guy that loves the planet to being a fucking ass kicker, still loves the planet, but he's fucking ass kicker, uh, and he has gained a badass reputation in AEW, and it is absolutely, absolutely incredible. Next up, we have Miro. This is a guy who was on failed run of the year last year when he had blonde hair and was parading around with Kip Sabian playing video games. He has since then become... God's favorite champion, and since he lost the championship, he has became the He's redeemer. Heel on God. Mm-hmm. He has turned heel on God, and Cody. has been great, bro. He has been fantastic, man. Next up, Malachi Black in WWE. 
this man was either not on television or just started a gimmick and got released. But last year, Literally. even in WWE, he was doing nothing. He was just this mean guy who got his eye gouged in. I don't know what he was. But Malachi Black has went from uh, not being on TV at all and coming up with a whole new character just to get it released, uh, get released with the character as well, to come to AEW and be able to be himself and be able to put on great matches, do things that WWE would not let him, like uh, filming vignettes like the one he was a couple weeks ago that was amazing where he... Literally. Uh, He's been able to be Malachi Black, film promos the way he wants to. He's been able to exercise his mic skills, which he's very yeah. underrated at. Uh, and he's Same. been great, man. He has been great in AEW. Uh, next up, L.A. Knight. I like L.A. Knight now. I can genuinely say that I like L.A. Knight. Um, <clears throat> hated this guy before the Cameron oh, Grimes feud. He was trash. However... The Cameron Grimes feud made him come come into his own. It made him kind of shed the rock personality and be more of himself. And it was absolutely incredible, man. It was absolutely incredible. Um, and he's been a lot more of himself. And I've really digged his baby face work, man. I really, really have. Um, yeah, man. So L.A. Knight definitely gets a nominee spot there. Um, Randy Orton. Randy Orton, on uh, the later half of last year, when he was WWE champion for two weeks for no reason, um, he had an okay feud with Drew McIntyre in the beginning, but then it all went downhill from there. He had the feud with The Fiend that was trash. He had a uh, just an utterly boring first half of 2021 and a bad half of last year as well when he was oh, yeah. a pointless WWE champ and in a uh, feud with Wyatt. That was pretty bad. Uh, Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Found, yeah, Randy. Found Matt Riddle and had a career resurgence, bro, because he is so fun. Everybody loves Randy Orton. I mean, obviously, we know when when this is all said and done, Orton is is one of the best to ever do it. We all know that. Oh, yeah. But, man... Does this guy have, uh, can this guy, when this guy's bad, it's bad. But when he's good, he is very, very good. And Christian Cage is the last one. Um, Christian Cage went seven years without wrestling, and he has came back. And although he hasn't outworked everybody, he has put on very good matches for his age and and he's been doing great things in the ring and and you gotta appreciate the work from from somebody exactly wrestled in seven years and with that i guess you can throw edge as an honorable mention he puts on pretty good matches um and his promos are uh, excellent so yeah it's way better than what he was doing last year yes it is he's actually facing new people so i guess you could throw that in there um Yes, um, my career resurgence of the year goes to Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson has had a great debut where he looked amazing beating up the Bucks. He had a great match with Nick Jackson. 
He had a great match with Minoru Suzuki. He had a fucking barn burner with Kenny Omega. Hangman. Miro. Um, incredible. Incredible. I would have loved. I'm upset that we did not get the full gear finals of John Moxley versus Brian oh, Danielson. That would have been fucking sick. Oh, Two ass man. kickers. I love how he's completely changed his reputation and went from, you know, yes, 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 to just being a legitimate fucking ass kicker, bro. Incredible. Brian Danielson, love love this AEW run so far. He is incredible. Babyface or heel, this guy fucking gets it done. For sure. Bro. Hell yeah. For sure. Lately, Brian Danielson has been reminding me of a smaller Walter in the way of how brutal he's been being. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, I like that comparison. It, it literally fits, bro. It really it does, does. But It does. Hell yeah. I love what he's become. Truly, man. For sure, for sure bro. But uh, my winner for the career resurgence of the year, man. To me, man, I had to, I had to go with CM Punk, man. Why don't I don't know. Because the people that complain that he's the exact opposite of what he used to be don't get it. That's the whole point. He he said it himself. He doesn't need to be the voice of the voiceless anymore. Everybody has a voice. You know what I mean? So, what is there to become other than the very thing you used to hate? In a way, John Cena. This great guy that just verbally puts everybody over, you know what I mean? And just does good, good deed after good deed. Always playing up to the company. He, um, he's just so happy to be there. That's what CM Punk is now. And it is perfect, man. It is perfect, man. I love it. It helps everybody else. It helps him. Because he can't be the CM Punk of old. Not yet. Not as babyface. And he came in as babyface. And he should have. I'm glad he did. Mm. And now, I the very thing... Mm-hmm. The very thing that people don't like him for will be a Cody situation. And eventually, I think around end of next year probably, this different CM Punk, this opposite of what he used to be, is going to turn into a heel CM Punk. And it's going to be even fucking better, man. And I love the contrast. I love the symbolism. They do it great. CM Punk knows what he's doing. Yeah. Love it, man. And it, Love it, bro. And it, yeah, and it's great that he... It's great that he is eventually one day going to be a heel in AEW because <laughs> CM Punk... CM Punk is... CM Punk is, is a giant. He's a giant in professional Exactly. Wrestling. So him talking down to a disgruntled misused baby face that's fighting for his life just like how he was 10 years ago is going to be fucking perfect. incredible because Tech you know mm -hmm. in the, like I said in the business punk is a fucking giant so, oh yeah you can't touch him yeah so him talking down and being everything to a, a different baby face that uh that he um that he used to play he used to be like is going to be great and with exactly. Danielson staying heel and Punk being a babyface, that is going to come into play as well, and it's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. All right. Love it, man. Next up, final two. 
return slash debut, whatever you want to call them. You could a return to wrestling, a, a debut, a re-debut, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. It's up to you. Um, we got an honorable mention. We have John Cena from Money in the Bank. It was a great moment. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a great moment. Uh, I guess you could kind of throw Brock Lesnar in there as well. Very unexpected. Um, but... Number one, CM Punk from Rampage, uh, the August 20th edition of Rampage. We were there. Incredible debut. We just talked a lot about that. Not much to say. Ruby Soho from All Out. Ruby Soho from All Out, bro. God. Uh, she was the Joker in the women's um, Casino Battle Royal. And, man, that was perfect. awesome, bro. That was awesome, man. It, 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 was, it was. It was. It was very perfect, bro. It was very perfect. And, uh, you know, long time, long time coming. Ruby finally got to be in, in a company where uh, they appreciate her, which is very cool to see. Hell and, yeah. yeah it, was, it was a great pop, a great moment. Malachi Black from Road Rager. This one was shocking as fuck. This one was shocking as fuck, man, because nobody knew that this guy was um nobody knew that this guy was a, a free agent and he showed really up didn't. you could see the genuine reaction on the crowd uh as he kicked arn and then he kicked cody in the face and it was uh at the time when everybody uh didn't realize that uh well when we all thought cody wasn't gonna turn heel he he uh Kick Cody in the face, and everybody loved it. So instantly, Hell instantly, yeah. he was an overact. But it was an awesome, awesome moment, completely unexpected. Um, Andrade El Idolo from Dynamite's um, from Dynamite uh, June fourth, June fourth. It was a show after Double or Nothing. It was a Friday night Dynamite on that show because of the NBA playoffs and Andrade with all the. Th- fucking swagger in the world just walks out there like a badass in his suit and he says he's the face of latinos uh he's gonna be the face of aew it was incredible it was incredible he didn't he didn't say too much but he didn't have to um adam cole from all out another one we got to see and another one from all out um adam cole debuted at the end of all out and was this shocking as fuck because we didn't know we we knew we had an idea of danielson because i think melter leaked it or it might not have been melter it might have been someone else but somebody leaked it so we had an idea but adam cole we did not know of we had we heard nothing uh actually in fact when we were in the parking lot of the sears center news came out that nobody backstage even knew if he was going to be there and he was, and it was incredible. Uh, Leo Rush from Double or Nothing. This was another shocking one because I completely forgot about Leo. But when I seen when I seen Leo Rush on the Titan Tron, that popped me because we all know how great Leo is, and uh, yeah, he is a very shocking and great debut, and he's been great ever since, man. Obviously, he got the break, but ever since he's been back, he's he's been great. Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly from this recent edition of Dynamite Holiday Bash. Hell yeah. Although we talked about it and how awkward it was, this is going to play a huge part into AEW's story. Oh, yeah. Uh, and this is a great signing. A uh, very cool moment to see them all standing there like they were 
four years ago, man. So it was incredible to see. And last but certainly not least, Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson from All Out. Again, another one from All Out. <laughs> Brian Danielson after Adam Cole turned on uh, Jungle Boy and he realigned himself with the Elite. Brian Danielson came for the save and holy shit. Did that fucking roof come off the fucking joint, man? Jesus Christ. That was an insane reaction. Everybody, after Adam Cole and then Brian, everybody was just losing their fucking marbles. Bro. It just everybody, broke everybody. It, it, it did. It did. Uh, we were all chanting, yes. It, oh, God. Uh, uh, Jim Ross was saying how the rafters were shaking. and And that's another thing I want to mention as well. A lot of these returns, what make them special, for as much shit as we give them. I was thinking about this the other day. I was watching some AEW returns. Jim Ross, bro. Jim He's great at these returns, man. I was listening to I was listening to the Emancipation of John Moxley, mm -hmm. and you know, in the beginning of it, Jericho plays the audio from from uh, um, Double or Nothing, twenty nineteen. Yeah. And I just gave me goosebumps hearing Jim Ross say, hey, 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 because he was so, like, shocked. And then the yeah. other announcer was just like, whoa. I, uh, I rewatched that, and I was like, man, that they called the fuck out of that. He called the um, Adam Cole. He said, it's Adam Cole, baby. And it was a great call. He sounded hype as shit. And then, it's Brian, for the love of God, it's Brian Danielson. Incredible, bro. Incredible. Love it. If JR is good at anything nowadays, I will fucking tell you it's a return or a re-debut oh, or a yeah. debut. Incredible, bro. Incredible, man. But those are the nominees. Like I said, with the honorable mention of John Cena, those are the nominees for return slash debut, re-debut, whatever you want to call it, of the year. And my winner goes to CM Punk from Rampage on August 20th. This night was special. We talked about this earlier. This night was electric. This night was everything I thought it would be. Seven years in the making. All to lose the fuck out of my mind and my voice for the SummerSlam podcast the very next night. So Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So... Oh, man. Uh, laughing about Omo did not help my voice that next day either. It was bad. It really my voice not. was bad. But my winner, for sure, undoubtedly goes to CM Punk from August 20th Rampage, bro. Oh, my God. That night was special. That night was just... That night was a night that a wrestling fan will never forget. It was... Exactly. It was something we always talked about. Like, man, we would mark the fuck out if we were in the stands for a CM Punk return. And, mm -hmm. I yeah. said I would faint. I did not, but I always said I would, man. But man, I'm sure we would have fainted if it was a genuine surprise. Like, oh my god, if it was not expected at all, would have fainted. Would have lost it. Would have fainted, man. But I'm the same winner, man. CM Punk, Absolutely. bro, goes hand in hand with moment. This could be return debut, whatever you want to call it, of the decade, man. I will never have an experience that outbeats this one in terms of professional wrestling. Come on, bro. It's a CM Punk return. We erupted. We were champ before. 
we were chanting after after his promo. Y'all got up, went to the merch line. We're still chanting CM Punk. Definitely, definitely awesome return of the year, bro. Loved it. Incredible night. Incredible, Incredible night. night, man. Can't and top it. Here we go. This has been a great award show so far. And as we wrap oh, yeah. things up, we got the last one, the worst booking decision of the year. Number one, Walter Taps. NXT TakeOver 36. Damn. Why the fuck would you have Walter tap out? Literally. Why? Why would you do that? It makes no sense. Why is that even a oh, thought God. in your brain? <laughs> ne- next up. Flopping Demon. Uh, Finn <laughs> Balor. Um, flopping uh, to his heart. Like a fish out of fucking water. <laughs> fish out of SpongeBob, bro. Good lord. Next up, 26 seconds from SummerSlam. Becky Lynch burying Bianca Belair with a rock bottom. Dude, what the fuck is that? God. What? Like, how do you even explain that? Uh, star built up all year to be squashed by Bear. Becky Lynch, and somehow she's a hero in this situation. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Um. Next up, the Blood and Guts ending. AEW filming the last minutes of Blood and Guts, forgetting that there's four men still in the ring, <laughs> and just filming the top of the cage of Jericho just walking around, stumbling, punching stumbling. MJF. Wow. And MJF then just holding Jericho at the edge of the cage. Jericho doesn't think to move or counter something. And he just throws him off the cage as the team says, I quit. And Jericho gets flung onto Tempur-Pedic mattresses. Next, the Hurt Business breakup. Uh, this, is a, this is one thing in unison that I think every wrestling fan fucking hated from this year. Dumbest shit. Bobby Lashley apparently got power hungry and just decided, uh, eh, just <laughs> fuck my homies. I'm just gonna be yeah. with MVP now. So yeah, that whatever. I'll just be by myself. I don't need them for whatever. Nobody, ma- nobody to this day made any sense out of this bullshit. And <sighs> uh, yeah, the hurt business. The hurt business. Uh, they 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 broke up for. No, no reason at all. No reason Can't at all. Can't think of a reason. And with that, Goldberg pins Bobby Lashley from Crown Jewel. Entertaining match, like I said, but in no way, shape, or form does fucking Goldberg need to pin Bobby Lashley. This derailed the fuck out of him. This was at a time when Big E just beat him for the WWE Championship. And then you have this happen. Like, this is going to do anything but ruin him. And... I- it's just not the same anymore, man. It's just not the same. And now they no. want to make him babyface. So there you go. Man, there you I was go. Goldberg probably every year since his return been at least a nominee for worst booking decision of the year. That's got to be an award in itself, bro. The Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll name it after Goldberg. The Goldberg, Goldberg worst booking decision of the year. 
That's what we'll Who's going to win the gold this then. year? Good lord. God. Um, Randy. Actually, this is when he was just Randy. Randy oh, pins <laughs> Bray Wyatt from WrestleMania 37. Clean as a fucking whistle. RKO and pin. And the and fiend is dead yet again as if he wasn't already killed uh, the last year. Uh, the year before that, the year before that, the year before that, and the year before that, and the year before that. So, Randy Orton just feeds Bray Wyatt another WrestleMania loss, and it is horrible. Horrible to fucking see, man. Horrible. Oh, terrible. Shit. Jeff mm-hmm. Hardy pins Cross. This is the last one, man. The last of the nominees. Uh, we also have a, uh honorable mention once we get done for this one, but Jeff pins Cross. From the the uh, July nineteenth edition of Monday Night Raw, Carrying Cross first night on the fucking job gets Lost. buried. He gets rolled up by Jeff Hardy, and Jeff Hardy wins the goddamn match in about three minutes. Cross was buried forever. And as yep. for your honorable mention, this was actually a letdown of the year, but it was also a worst booking decision as well. The Labors. <laughs> The lay bores of Jericho. Horribly booked. So why, why would Hoovitude be in there? Anyway, we're back. Okay, with my worst booking decision of the year. This is a very hard one. There's a lot of good ones in there. My winner goes to none other than Randy Orton mm-hmm. pins Bray Wyatt clean. At WrestleMania 37, the Fiend just came back in full effect. This dude literally just fucking came back. And he gets beat. And he's staring at Alexa Bliss. The lights go off. They come back on. And he's gone. And we never seen him again. And then you have the audacity to air something that should not have been aired the next night on Raw. The famous line from myself... I feel alive. I feel fucking dead watching this shit. I feel fucking dead. That was one of my best lines of the year. And good God was that fucking awful. Good God was that awful. Um, Good Lord, man. How the hell do you have that happen? The four-year story... Four, even four and a half year story of Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Well, news Good. comes out. WWE doesn't know where they want to go with it. There's only so one I... way you have Wyatt win, you dumbass. How the it's fuck is that not your ending? Literally. Well, turns out that actually was not their ending. That legitimately was not their ending. Their ending was... Having Randy Orton just get the last laugh after he burned his house down, he burned him on fire. He uh, turned out he disrupted the Wyatt family. Um, he just fucked his whole life up and got took, away with it. He took his belt at WrestleMania. He literally just made this man's life a living hell, and then just got away with all of it. Like bro, for all we fuck? know, he's the reason he cheated on his wife with JoJo at this point. For all we That's fucking know, <laughs> probably was everything else that went. Fucking wrong in this man's life has been at the hands of Randy Orton anyway. So that's my worst won. booking decision for the year, man. So who do you uh, got, bro? Who do you got? My worst booking decision of the year 
is Walter Tapping, bro. I love the match. It's my match of the year. We went over this, man. But how do you have a man who's such an attraction with such a great streak? Has everything, everything that current Brock Lesnar dreams of being is Walter. He's got the mystique. He's got the style. He's got the matches. He's got the brutalness. He's got it all, man. He's got the look. He's got the music. Everything. Second and of all things you do to get the title off of him, you make him tap. They you couldn't have you gone. Said this, you said this yesterday. Sorry to interrupt, but you said this no, yesterday. You're good. That's like having Brock tap. I don't think they exactly. did that. But that's... You don't have Brock tap. <laughs> you don't have Walter this. tap, bro. Like, it's just simple. Like, Oh, what was I gonna fucking say? I lost my train of thought. God. Oh shit. My bad. Um, oh no, you're good. It's not your fault. It's my fault. I fucking just. But anyway, man. Anyway, you have a man who can do it all. Oh, that that I, I remember. I fucking remember. You couldn't have just asked him. Just had a win. Get injured. Relinquish the title. That would have been perfect ending for Walter with that title. Because there's no one in the coming years, definitely coming to NXT UK, that could beat them. If NXT UK reached all companies, there's there would be some people that can beat them. Yeah. But, and that's coming to that company? Not a soul. And you had him tap. I love Dragonoff. I really do. He's great. He is. But you, you don't make him tap out Walter. Exactly. He's just not that guy. And it was just a bad decision, and my worst decision all year, because I didn't think they were going to do it, and they did it. And my jaw dropped, your jaw dropped. It was terrible. Bro, I remember, that was was one of the moments where me and you just sat there in silence and looked at each other. Literally. And the only thing that come out of our mouth was, are you fucking kidding me? Mm -hmm. Walter fucking tapped. tapped. It would have made just, sense if you had those two guys go for like 40 minutes. Yeah. And, then, and then Walter literally just collapsed. And then Dragunov. And, and like, because like, it, it makes sense. Like, he was conscious and thought like, oh, fuck it. I give up and tapped. He just <laughs> genuinely was like, fuck this shit. I got to tap. Like, if, if he fought so hard. That like you know when those New Japan matches ended and they pin and they the guy pins the other guy and they just lay there and they just, they just literally lay there and have to be like stretchered out and shit. That's how it should have been. They should have legitimately you killed each other. You should have had Walter, bro. I'm telling you, you should have you should have had. Here's just... a good spot. You know that running forearm that Dragonoff does to the back of Walter's head. Well, mm-hmm. the back of your head's a sensitive spot. I would it have is. had Dragonoff do that shit literally like a couple Every... times over, and yep. literally just had Walter just collapse, and mm-hmm. have, and Dragonoff collapse too, but have him just collapse onto Walter where he's pinning him. Yep. And then exactly. Walter needs to get stretchered out because he yep. collapsed. He he collapsed. He, Fought for 45 minutes and just fucking and collapsed. Just collapsed. His body just gave up on him. That's why he lost. 
Not because he consciously said, this hurts, I'm gonna tap. Fuck this shit. Stop. I'm tapping. <laughs> Good thing you didn't uh, start doing it instantly, like KL just... Oh, my, I love that spot. <laughs> KL made just... sense, but it, it still was fucking hilarious. It's we always still talk about that moment. Exactly, man, but that's gotta be my worst booking decision of the year, man. Absolutely. How do you make Walter tap? Absolutely, man. So... After three hours of an award <laughs> Nonetheless, it was a great show, and I hope we kept you guys entertained. We had a lot of topics, so I'm sure I'm sure that, that helps keeping this, keeping this very entertaining. But hey, man, mm-hmm. like this will be up on all platforms, so you guys will be able to watch this. If you're in the car and you got a three-hour, six-hour, nine-hour car ride, you can listen to our slamming wars. Nonetheless, very long episode, but this absolutely, I know this right now, is one of my favorite shows. I genuinely enjoyed the presentation. Hell yeah. Enjoyed going over all this shit with you guys. So, I hope you guys did enjoy our 2021 year-end awards. We'll be back for 2022. I hope that we got some, I know we'll have some great shit to talk about in 2022. It's interesting to think, though, who will be on these lists next year? I don't know. It's really interesting, man. I don't know. It really is. Very interesting, bro. But now that we set it up like this, it'll be interesting to look at the lists from this year and next year. And compare them. Exactly. Hell yeah. Yeah, that'll be be cool as hell, man. That'll be cool as hell. But, yeah, man. Like I said, this has genuinely been a great, great show. And it has been one of my favorite shows. Three hours, but for good reason. We had a lot of shit to talk about. So, I hope that kept you guys entertained, man. But with that being said... That being said, that is going to do it for the 2021 Notorious Heels Podcast Year End Awards. I just want to give a special shout out to my fucking Wi-Fi. Thank you for keeping <laughs> us live for three hours. Uh, I'm, I'm shocked that the legs didn't break off midway. Uh, I would have oh, yeah. been pissed. But look, man, special shout out to my Wi-Fi. You gave us problems in the beginning, but you fucking held up for three hours, and I'm genuinely shocked. With Mm -hmm. that being said, with that being said, man, that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man. And, yeah, that is going to do it for the 90th edition of the podcast. And not only that, but the 2021 year-end awards. I hope you guys did enjoy the awards, man. Results will be posted soon on social media, ladies and gentlemen. We will not be seeing you guys for Unscripted tomorrow. This is Unscripted for the week. And, uh, well, this is an Unscripted slot for the week. And this Thursday, Thursday, not Friday, we will be on here live with the New Year's edition of the Newsman. And, hey, we we might have a little rebuttal of our own for Return of the Year because we still got one more Dynamite. We might still got one more dynamite, so we we might be able to add one. But no, I'm just around. <laughs> well, definitely. Who knows? There could be one that is great. Could be. Um, still, I think my winner will be Punk. So I think we'll exactly. save. I think we're safe with that one. But yeah, man, it's been a great year for wrestling. And once again, rest in peace to the legend, Mr. Brody Lee. Mr. Brody Lee, man, a true legend. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, man. So. Truly, Once again, man. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been truly a pleasure. Truly a pleasure. We work very hard on this, and we hope you guys like it. Truly a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And I, uh, Sir K. 
And that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Heels Podcast of 2021 Year End Awards. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Thursday with the New Year's episode of news. We'll see you guys then. And then, peace. And day one predictions. I was just about to say that, fuck.